0: To convincing the world that travel through film was not only possible, but necessary to survive.
2: Back in action. Triple the Theater, episode 64. I'm Joe Daxberger. And I'm
1: Ryan Miller. Millsy? Mm-hmm. Here we are. Creepy Crawlies. That could mean anything. It could. There's all kinds of creeps that crawl. It's true. But which ones are we talking about? <laughs> Tonight it means
2: 1990s arachnophobia. Mm. The year 2000s, spiders. Mm. And 2002s, eight like it freaks.
1: <laughs> is that the way it has to be said? I kind of. There's there a contractual obligation there? I mean, there is now. I definitely think based on the poster, that movie wants you to think it's pretty extreme. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that poster. Board. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Milzy, uh huh. I have a question. Oh boy, I this already the, have a feeling I know where this is going. This is a
2: simple yes or no
1: answer. Mm-hmm. Is
2: Abraxas the worst movie <laughs> we've watched on where Triple I Threat Theater? Sorry, continue. <laughs> is Abraxas the worst movie we've watched on Triple Threat Theater? You don't have to answer now, but
1: <laughs> all right, we'll let that one simmer. Okay.
2: Where did you think this was going?
1: I, I was waiting for the conversation of, uh, you know, this being the spider-themed episode. hmm My feelings on spiders. Oh, well. I have strong negative feelings about them.
2: <laughs> Hit me. You live out in the sticks, so what's, like, the creepy-crawly business?
1: Yeah, I basically live where uh, fucking Jeff Daniels does in arachnophobia. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Small-town USA. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's people... That uh, I've talked to who like snakes They're disgusted by snakes And like if they've, you know, ever touched a snake Then they're like, ooh, this the feeling of it I don't have that Like, obviously, I'm not like a huge fan of snakes I don't feel the need to like own one or anything But that's also something that I have encountered plenty of times living where I do Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I steer clear of them But I don't see one and I'm like appalled and disgusted same thing with like, you know, some people are afraid of like rats or whatever yep. that thankfully I have had less experience with where I live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, spiders, uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just not a big fan of bugs in general. Mm, interesting. <laughs> We've got the, we had the stink bug plague like a decade ago when they first uh, found their way here to the U.S. And that's just annoying and smelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, spiders, uh, you know, something that, I, at any given time, there could be one in whatever room of my house that I happen to be in. Yeah. And uh, not a fan. Uh, those would be, you know, I'm not like terrified of them or something, but mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, they're gross. Uh, they're freaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're unpredictable. Go on. Ooh, now you're talking. I mean, some of them are fast. Some of them can jump. <laughs> uh, I just don't want them anywhere near me. <laughs> some of them make traps. They're cunning. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where like I can just like walk into the bathroom and then I notice something out of the corner of my eye. I look up and oh, there's just a spider like chilling in the corner. Mm-hmm. And you know I understand the whole you know spiders are good. They eat like the insects and keep the insect population down. And like they're more afraid of you than you are of them. But like I just, I I can't see one in the house and just leave it. <laughs> like if I spot mm-hmm. one, I it has to be dealt with. <laughs> Oh, do you disagree? I mean, where do you fall on this? I'm—I
2: don't have like a particular. Well, I do have a particular insect fear. I'll get to that. But oh. um, in general, like bugs or you know, flies and spiders don't really like make me crazy. I see a spider, I'll get rid of it. My sweet Megan will see a spider and tells me I have to get rid of it, and I will. <laughs> um, we actually have like these like plug-in units that like. Are like a electronic frequency thing to keep spiders away because they're pretty prevalent where we live now, apparently. Because it's like
1: ocean. Sorry, and... there's a mechanical deterrent for mm-hmm. spiders? <laughs> yep. It's like we got like a pack
2: of them that you, it's just a plug in and it's, it puts off a particular frequency to keep bugs and I believe it's spiders in particular. I think there's ones that
1: you can get for rodents and stuff. It's like a Glade plug in, but for. Anti-bug radio waves?
2: Kind of a little bigger. It looks like it almost looks like a it looks like a little speaker, kinda, to be honest. Hmm. It's one of those type of deals.
1: Uh, that's news to me. Does it uh can you perceive that it works?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have a lot of spiders, which I I have a feeling we did see a lot more, like even on like when we first moved here. So Cape Cod and it's like kind of I don't know if it's just being near the sea so close or something, and it's just you know, it's kind of like uh, thinking like like, any kind of beach house. Not that we're even like that close to the beach, but just like beach house, like not quite damp or moist, but you know, it's just like a different, different kind of situation, I guess, where it seems like there could be a lot more spiders around. That's what we heard, and then coming here, like remember when we moved in, like our back porch was like covered in spider webs and stuff which could just be from who knows, you know, quote unquote, no neglect or whoever been out there, but it was enough. Like we saw him like in our basement. So I got like, I got one down in the basement like stuff like that. So it's a peace of mind, keep them away. I'm like, whatever, but yeah, I don't, no one wants to, you know, open the cupboards and spiders pour out, you know, stuff
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it very shortly because Arachnophobia is the first movie we're going to talk about. But uh, I've definitely there's some there are some trigger moments for me in that movie. But uh, have you ever seen? I think they're called a wolf spider. Uh, they're like they're kind of big, like long black pointy legs, and then uh, the body, like the main abdomen bit, is like uh, has like it's black with these like yellow markings on it. I know wolf spider was a thing but I don't think I've ever seen something that looks like that. I think it's it, I might it might not be called a wolf spider I don't remember but there's like a very specific kind of web they make where the it's like you know a pretty big web cuz it's a decent sized spider uh and the center of it uh like down the middle of the web it almost looks like uh it had been like damaged and and patched up a bunch of times like it's like thicker web like a pattern down Mm. the middle and they just kind of chill in the middle of it and you see them in like you know grassy areas or like you know we have flower beds outside the house growing up and uh like i would see those around and it's like they're outside okay like if there's one over on like the plants by the garage like that's fine i don't feel the need to like go over and exterminate it but Mm -hmm. uh as soon as there's one in my living quarters Mm-hmm. God, it's it's got to go. <laughs> and I'm not like a, oh, I'm going to like try and catch and release. I'm I'm sorry. You're in my house. You must die. You're just going to destroy it. Yeah.
2: Destroy it in all of its family.
1: Yeah. And even like growing up, uh, when I was younger, we had like an unfinished basement and that was just like, it. I just feel like they were everywhere. Uh, and then like when I was in maybe middle school or high school, we had uh, finished off the basement and... You know, then it was it was like brighter down there and more clean, and I mm-hmm. feel like that did a lo- away with a lot of it. But yeah, just from my childhood, it just lots of experience with spiders and like again living in the country, like yeah. you know, I could I could leave for work and then between the time I leave for work and come home, a spider has like set up shop and built like a fucking mansion mm-hmm. in on like outside uh, the house, like on the the porch, mm-hmm. and like as I walk to the house, I just run face first into the web, and I fucking Ooh. hate that. <laughs> See that's never really a
2: thing for me. Like I'm like tried and true city boy. So it's like I've always grown up. Always had basements that would have like spiders and stuff, and kind of been whatever. My thing more is like I guess I might just have a like a, a phobia thing for like uh, insects that spread disease, like uh, mosquitoes and ticks. Mm. Like that's the, that's like what probably freaks me out insect wise more than anything.
1: Mm -hmm. So I have that that particular Yeah I mean I don't like them But for some reason I'm like less freaked out By a mosquito Or a tick I mean tick's very slow moving It feels like it's not hard to deal with one of those Like it's not ideal to have one on you And you're right that it can carry disease and but that's one we're growing up in the in the middle of nowhere and like having a a horse field on one side of me and a mm-hmm. cornfield on the other side like playing yeah. outside i would get ticks all the time yeah, as a kid that. that's like different living i don't know if like lyme disease is big down there but it's
2: huge up here mm-hmm. so that's just been like my entire life was like you do anything outside you check for ticks and yeah. that's just that's just you know one of those childhood anxieties that i'll probably never shake
1: The mosquito thing for me is more so, like, I know that that can be dangerous no matter where you are. But, I mean, who hasn't in, like, the United States been bitten by a billion fucking mosquitoes if you spend any time outside, especially in warmer weather? But uh, I remember at one point, probably, like, 15 or 20 years ago, stumbling around online and for the first time seeing a video of uh, somebody who had uh, bot fly larva in them. Are you familiar with these things?
2: We're going there, are we? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and here it's it's horrifying. But then hearing that the way that that happens is that a mosquito ends up with the bot fly eggs on its beak and then it, uh, you know, stabs you to drink your blood and it leaves behind the eggs under your skin and then they grow and it's fucking heinous. and. <laughs> So that's more but that's more of like a thing from what I understand in like certain other countries and in areas where there's like uh you know, poor water supply and things mm-hmm. like that. So just part of my uh I mean, I'm I'm not a worldly person. If we've never talked about it before, I've never actually left the United States of America and you know, there's some places I'd like to go, but there's also some places I'd just as soon avoid mm. <laughs> because of irrational fears like bot flies.
2: <laughs> fair. That's fair. Because there is a certain there's a certain fear. There's a certain ickiness to like things laying eggs in you.
1: Oh, you yeah. Know? So I... I, body, I horror, I'll roll Real with you body horror, man. Real yeah. live body horror. No, totally. So I'm with you on that. But I don't know. Back to spiders. Same kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Just finding things disgusting, but being unable to look away and like seeing videos on YouTube of like brown recluse spider bites and shit oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. that's That shit's gross.
2: Where are you at with like lobsters and crabs and stuff?
1: I, I I don't really have a problem with those. I mean, I'm. Uh, I don't eat them. It's true. And um, I mean, you know, been at the beach and you know crabs running around on the on the beach. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I don't know why. I see. This is the thing. This is kind of why I wanted to talk about. It. I have no idea where it comes from. Like I've never really been quote-unquote attacked by a spider uh -hmm. i've never known anybody who's died from like a black widow bite or something but for whatever reason spiders just because i guess they're small and again they're in your house like if Mm. if crabs like if i like walked into the bathroom and there was just a crab on the sink like (laughs) i'd probably have a bigger problem with crabs
2: (laughs) what about uh like those coconut crabs that like climb trees and stuff and one just like fell on you
1: well, again, thankfully, uh, I've never been anywhere where those things would be, so uh-huh. I haven't really had to contemplate that. Mm, I'll have to see if I can work on that. Uh, do you Do you have to?
2: Well, you know, just me being me, but all right. <laughs> you so... and I are going to go to a tropical island
1: together just so you <laughs> to, can to throw a crab at me?
2: Just, just look for coconut
1: crabs and maybe record <laughs> a special episode. Great. Well, once you find three movies about coconut crabs, maybe Ooh. we'll talk.
2: All right, let me get my sticky. <laughs> Don't day, write though. that down. <laughs> I already <laughs> am.
1: But um, yeah, spiders. Spideys. Not not a, not a huge fan. Okay. As it as it pertains to the movies, as I already mentioned, I've seen Arachnophobia before. Mm-hmm. That was like a childhood mainstay for me, uh, despite me not being a big fan of spiders. Had never seen eight legged freaks before. And I kind of alluded to it at the closing of the last episode when we picked this theme or when mm. the random number generator picked this theme that we made this theme uh, before I had seen the movie Spiders because there were some intriguing clips that we had seen online mm. where there were like some kind of cool practical effects. And so we made this list, I think, specifically to hopefully watch Spiders because neither of us had seen Kay. it.
2: Because I was going to ask, like, how specifically do we blame ourselves for this episode? Oh, big time.
1: I mean, I blame me more because this past year around Halloween, I tracked down Spiders and I watched it, you know, not knowing that a couple months later it would come up on Mm -hmm. Triple Threat. And uh, I actually actively, after watching it, wanted to remove it and replace it with a different Spider movie (laughs) so I wouldn't have to watch it again. Little did I know this would happen and I never got around to it, so...
0: Here I am with egg
1: on my face, having had to watch 2000's Spiders two times. But uh, where were you at with these three movies beforehand?
2: Um, Arachnophobia was the only one I've seen. I remember seeing it many moons ago, probably around when it came out. I don't think it was like a theater type of deal, but I saw it long ago. Remembered next to nothing about it. It was like a one-time viewing. One-time viewing. Oddly enough, I... Based on my singular experience, I feel like Arachnophobia was very popular only because I think it was like an ad on the back of a lot of comic books back in the
1: day. That definitely is one of those books that like in 1990 or one of those movies that in 1990 it okay. was like one of a ton of comics. It's like
2: uh, Army of Darkness. like th- Those two yep. stick out in my mind more that it was like on the back of every comic. Felt like for years, but... <laughs> So, based just on that, I feel like Erectophobia was very popular. I mean, it came out in 90.
1: I was eight. I mean, it is funny. There are certain movies where I have that same thing. But I mean, also working in a comic store for so long, mm-hmm. I see a lot of the same ads over and over and over again just from like going through collections of books we get in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I 100% understand what you're saying and I, I vibe with it. But, you know, there's also movies like Orca, which. That ad I've seen in like a thousand fucking comic oh. books, but you know, Orca. It was like a sad attempt to cash in on Jaws, and <laughs> uh-huh. uh, aside from a probably very select few, uh, nobody nobody looks back on that as like a great achievement in filmmaking or anything. Right, but I just
2: write Orca down real quick.
1: <laughs> I'm a, I'd actually be a little surprised if it's not on a list already, <laughs> but I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so.
2: Rectophobia, I know I saw it I remember next to nothing I feel like that big thing was just John Goodman being the Exterminator Exterminator I just remember yeah. that being like, a, I don't know, if, say a cultural thing but that was Well like yeah, a... I
1: mean at the time uh, I don't know the exact years When the original run of the show was on But you know, Roseanne, Roseanne. was a yeah, this popular was show that, I And I do remember even as a kid uh, Watching the movie And being like, hey, it's Dan Dan the Drywall Man <laughs> Nice <laughs> Yeah, a
2: big fan. I loved Roseanne. Yeah. was one of the sitcoms I watched. But, yeah, so that was, like, just a, like a thing I always just felt was a very popular movie. And then Eight-Legged Freaks, I never saw. I always wanted to see it because I was like, I hey, you know, I was just a giant monster movie. I was like, yeah, I just it never got around to it. and never was, like, on TV or you no know, one ever was, like, put it on. And if I was somewhere else, you know, it was one of those kind of movies. like. hmm I don't always want to see that. I always just I always kind of assumed it was like a comedy, maybe just because of um, David Arquette
1: at the time. I mean, do you think it's possible that a movie could have been called Eight Legged Freaks and was intended to be taken seriously? No, (laughs) like I had never seen it either. And I always got the impression that it was what would be a good movie to compare it to. Like, I always got the impression it was more of, like, a less of, like, a genre horror film and more of, like, kind of a mainstream, like, action-adventure monster movie, kind of like, uh, like the 90s uh, American Godzilla or something like that, kind of in that mm. tonal range. Yeah, I didn't picture it for, like, campy as, like, it kind of is more. I, don't,
2: I just kind of always just assumed it was, like, some straight con. I'm trying to think of... Uh... I have the same feeling for it's like a David Duchovny like alien movie.
1: Oh, Evolution! Yeah, yeah, perfect example. That's that's kind of the same ballpark okay. I'm thinking yeah. of.
2: Like that, whatever you want to call it, straight comedy or what. So I always just figured it was that. But I always just figured, you know, maybe eventually I'll see that. I would like to. And you were right. Mm-hmm. And then spiders. I'm pretty sure either I, it's either, me and you. Part of our glorious friendship is a lot of just like sending back weird things on Instagram, movie things or cool art or like following pages of just like weird clips from movies, <laughs> action movies, kung fu, horror movies, like that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I'd imagine you saw this, and sent it to me or we, we were both following the same page, but there's a particular short clip from this movie that... yeah. If you're if you're me or you or our type of people, and you see that you're like, all right, I got to see spiders from two thousand. Clearly,
1: yeah, we'll have to talk about it when we get to that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, whether or not that moment that made us want to watch it is in fact the best and potentially only good part of the film, but we'll save that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. For the actual reveal. Okay, so that's
2: my experience. I got one one out of three, and even then it was a distant memory
1: i wish i could say that i was one out of three until this <laughs>
2: <sighs> but well, well i will say i was kind of surprised you hadn't seen eight legged freaks yourself
1: yeah same thing same kind of thing that you said uh where it's like it always gave me the vibe that like if it had looked like a like a serious horror movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: i probably would have seen it by now but it always gave off that vibe of like, yeah, there's giant spiders, but it's probably going to be really cheesy. It's and just a goof. Yeah, not like, not gruesome and like cool death scenes or anything, but probably more jokey. I even like thought, I think what it was too, I love Mars Attacks, but I almost figured it was
2: like straight up comedy Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. I can remember that being in my brain too.
1: So. Yeah, So I, I don't know how to put it into words, but it just like... You know, it's one of those things where I was always casually like, "Yes, I'd like to see this someday because it's like giant spiders," but I always thought it looks like something that is I'm not really going to end up liking that much, so it was mm-hmm. never a priority.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. then came this podcast. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
2: Let's dive in, shall we?
1: All right. Movie number one: Arachnophobia from 1990. Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Jeff Daniels. Honey, we're in the living room. We need you to kill a spider. And John Goodland. Silver Clintock,
0: infestation management.
1: Oh, my God, it's just a spider.
0: Would anybody object if I tore this
1: floor out? I would. False alarm, then lead on. There's no spider here. Every so often in a little town somewhere, there is a health scar. There's a rumor going around that some kind of spider might have killed Sam Metcalf. Now, phone. Spiders make convenient culprits. Uh, there's no spider here. I think one of your Venezuelan spiders hitched a ride here. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous.
0: Yeah, chill
2: out. Just run. Oh! They spread out from a central nest in a web-like pattern and dominate the entire area. Uh, so when that happens,
0: this town is dead. Better incorporate
1: my private stock. Rock and roll! Ah! Ah! Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Arachnophobia. Eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude. Perk up, Lloyd. If we find the spider that did this, you can arrest him. Arachnophobia. A thrill-omedy. So yeah, as I said, watched this movie, this is like one of the many, many, many movies that when I was a kid we rented on VHS from the library, brought it home, did the old two VCR setup and recorded ourselves a copy Ah, Yes, onto a blank tape. That was most of the movies that I watched when I was a kid. Fucking federal crime. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have uh, cable when I was growing up to record stuff off of, so it was either buy the VHS tape, which wasn't cheap back then, or... You know, $1 rental from the library, get yourself some blank tapes, and booyah, you have a new movie in your repertoire. <laughs> could could you even have cable?
2: Like, you can't have cable currently. No, like not on in the not traditional lane sense.
1: where I live, because uh, essentially in order for the cable company to bother running a line back here, we'd have to get like half of the people on the lane to agree to sign up. Otherwise, it wouldn't be like worth their time uh-huh. and money to run the cable back to one house. And they're all hill people. They don't want any part of <laughs> technology or electricity. I mean, at this point, pretty much everybody has a satellite dish because uh, cable wasn't an option. So nobody really needs it. So best of it, was it like uh, when set
2: the satellite dish came became a thing? Was when like the whole world opened up to your your little patch of land?
1: Well, so I grew up next door to my grandparents, and they had when I was a kid one of those enormous fucking satellite dishes that's, like, the size of a minivan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, one of those just fucking absolute units of a satellite dish. Like, (laughs) looks like you could contact Mars with it. Where was it? Is it Uh, still there? In their backyard. Is it still uh, there? No, no. Oh, bummer. And, uh, like, you know, if they were inside and they would, like, change the channel, it's like the whole thing would move, like, (laughs) rotate, and you could hear, like... Uh, One of those huge fucking satellite Could you ask grandpa if he's got the
2: receipt For that still because I'd love <laughs> to know how much That cost <laughs> yeah. I'll
1: ask oh please But yeah so like every now and then Like that was the thing when I was a kid We didn't have cable and so like You know other people were watching Like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network And stuff and you know, I had very little access to all of that. And, like, any time since I lived next door to my grandparents, any time they went away to, like, visit family elsewhere or something,
0: uh-huh.
1: I would wake up in the morning, get dressed, go down to their house, like, let myself in. And I would, like, take the fucking satellite TV guide thing and just go throughout the day and highlight or circle oh, all the movie, all the movies and shows that I wanted to watch. And I would spend all day down their house while Wait, they weren't Never there. been happier. Yeah. And then, like, uh, 5 o'clock or whatever, my mother would call my grandparents' house <laughs> and I'd answer. And she'd be like, it's time for dinner. And I'd go up and eat and I'd go back down. And, like, all day That's I would amazing. just sit and watch cable because I, or satellite because I didn't have it. Uh-huh yeah uh so I yeah did not have that, so you know, breaking the law <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, copying tapes was my way, okay, uh when I was a kid, but yeah, so just uh watched this a bunch of times. this is like an iconic movie for me because of that. Mm-hmm. There are like scenes that just stick out super strongly in my mind, and something I found really interesting watching at this time is there's a scene that I was 100% sure was in the movie that's actually not in the film. Oh. And I think it's just, I've watched it so many times and visualized it that I thought it was an actual scene in the movie, but it's not. There's that part early on where Jeff Daniels' character is talking about, he's telling the story of when he was a, a, like a two years old or something, mm-hmm. and the reason he has a fear of spiders is because he was like a little <laughs> kid in his crib and the spider mm-hmm. was like crawling up his leg and he was a you know, helpless mm-hmm. infant, couldn't do anything about it. In my memory, I would have, I would have bet you a hundred dollars that they that was actually a, sh- a scene that they shot and was in the movie, like a flashback of that happening with like a spider crawling up a baby's leg. Mm-hmm. Not in the movie. <laughs> like it had wow. been a couple of years since I watched it, and I'm watching it this time, and I'm like, w- when is that scene going to happen? And it never happens. <laughs>
2: you sure, you don't got the VHS? Doesn't have some director's HBO director's cut or something?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, or I'm Crazy, I I couldn't be sure, wow. but uh, it's definitely not in the... I have it on Blu-ray now, it's definitely not on the Blu-ray. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, watched this movie a ton of times when I was younger, it had been a while, but... Uh,
2: Do you own some Fancy Pants version of it now? Is there one?
1: No, it's just like a standard release mm. from whoever okay. has the rights to it.
2: Kind of wild, it's an emblem entertainment. Oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's produced by Steven Spielberg, it's directed by Frank Marshall, who... Uh, also directed Alive and Congo. And mm. um, he this was the first movie he ever directed. And he mm. has been a longtime producer, more so than a director. Has produced like every fucking movie that Amblin ever put out. From like Raiders oh. of the Lost Ark and Poltergeist to like modern God, stuff. he
2: must be a friggin' billionaire
1: after that alone. I, yeah, I'm sure. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, Amblin Entertainment, uh, Steven Spielberg's production company that has like the little E.T. and the bicycle in front of the Moon logo, mm-hmm. it was founded by Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, the director of this movie, and Kathleen Kennedy, who's now uh, the one in charge of, oh, uh, of um, Lucasfilm stuff at yeah. Disney. Wow! So the three of them started Amblin together, and his Frank Marshall's name is on like every fucking Amblin movie. No oh, shit. Yeah.
2: You know this this for whatever reason gives off like a Congo vibe. You know, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, time.
1: even down to like I, all of Congo for the most part takes place in the jungle. But like, even the fact that Congo opens with that scene of like Bruce Campbell and them in mm-hmm. the jungle, like first mm-hmm. discovering the diamonds or whatever. And this movie opens with the guys in the jungle, like gassing the tree and the yeah. part of the jungle that's like never been touched by man, and like collecting mm-hmm. the samples of bugs that have never left the the canyon or whatever. And very similar vibe. So that'd be a big nightmare scenario
2: for you is like a reigning of spiders. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's it's funny, like random fucking factoids you find. But when I was reading about this movie after the fact, uh, somebody in like the IMDb trivia put on like a lecture about spiders and how tarantulas, like in the movie, the spider that falls out of the tree that they collect is a mm-hmm. tarantula, like a big hairy bastard, Yeah. And um, tarantulas have an exoskeleton. And apparently the exoskeleton is so brittle that this person said if you were to drop a tarantula from higher than like two feet, the exoskeleton would crack. And so it's like completely make believe impossible that that kind of spider could fall that far out of a tree and survive
2: who was that, Neil deGrasse Tyson out there, ruining some movie? Essentially, yeah.
1: Somebody saw the movie and was like a big fan of spiders and was like, well, I know better than them. It's like, yeah, this is also a fantasy adventure movie.
2: No one said this was a documentary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, so for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, opens up in the jungle, there's an expedition, uh, as we've kind of already alluded to, there's this place where it's like deep in this cavern where there's a kind of this ecosystem unique to itself where there are bugs that have never been touched by man or seen by man, and they're looking for new species. So they collect all of these insects, and uh, one of them is this like very dangerous spider that doesn't re- exist in, in reality that uh, has a very potent venom that can kill you basically instantaneously. And um, one of them ends up accidentally getting transported back to the United States because it bites a photographer who's there on the expedition. He dies. They seal him in a casket and the spider is in the casket with him and basically survives the trip by sucking him slowly dry of blood during the trip back. And then it gets loose in this small town where Jeff Daniels and his family have just happened to move to. And he has like a deathly fear of spiders and unbeknownst to him, This spider has mated with a common house spider, created a new strain of spiders that are super deadly, are reproducing very quickly, and their nest happens to be under his house.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to bring it right back to the beginning to say that
2: they also established that this spider is vindictive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i believe it's targeted that photographer because he's he stomped on a spider mm-hmm. which i think is amazing it made me laugh uh <laughs> that um it clearly uh i think there was no mistake it was not by accident that spider was like i'm gonna go back with that that corpse and i'm gonna kill his whole family and <laughs> potentially the whole town he's from
1: I understand that you could view it that way. I've I've never viewed it that way myself. I mean, there's <laughs> no. little moments where they like sort of try to give the spider some personality by like oh, yeah. showing close-ups of their eyes and things. Yeah. But oh, totally. that first one, though, they definitely are like,
2: <laughs> like the <laughs> reflection in its eyes as he as he watches the photographer kill that other spider.
1: Yeah, I was like, yeah. there's some great great shots like that though. Oh yeah, like, oh, kind of. This funny. spider's on a mission.
2: He's pissed.
1: So I'll I'll just come out and say it.
0: Mm.
1: I especially like. I've always I've always liked this movie a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, it had been a couple of years on a rewatch. I I had so much fun with this movie. I think this. I think Arachnophobia. I think it gets a fair amount of uh, respect, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think this is a perfect movie. Oh, like I'm straight up willing to back this horse, and I I think that you know for what this movie is, what it's trying to be. Mm-hmm. This is like a diamond in the rough movie, like and part of the reason for that is it's just this takes me back to an era of films when everything wasn't about trying to be flashy. And, you know, I feel like a movie like this these days, they would feel like it has to be more serious and it has to have like action and kill scenes like every 10 minutes or something. But one of the best things about this movie is the kind of slightly heightened, realistic lived in town. And like the, all of the unique characters that live there, like Mm -hmm. the old doctor who is wrong about everything and is set in his ways. And then like, the mortician, uh morgue attendant guy who is this kind of fat gross dude who's like casually eating around all these disgusting course uh, corpses because he's just used to it, and like nice little old ladies, and like just the the kind of redneck um uh football coach and his like uh-huh. ditzy daughter and it just I love the world that they build in this movie. And there were so many points where I was just like chuckling to myself during random scenes of dialogue and, and stuff with the characters and just saying out loud to myself, like, God, this is written so well. It's, yeah, it's got that Amblin,
2: the Amblin, uh, the entire vibe to it, really. Like you can, it feels different. It feels like a like a, a step above quality-wise when it comes to a lot of those things.
1: Yeah, it's it's just like Jaws in that regard, Mm -hmm. like where you know Jaws is a great movie about a shark that kills people and it's got like exciting stuff in it, but it has that like slow roll of a beginning and you're introduced to all these characters and it just feels like it's paced so well Mm -hmm. and it this movie it's like it is creepy because of the spiders and there's people dying and having their blood sucked out and Mm -hmm. attacked by things. And Jeff Daniels is like horrified to the point where he can hardly move when he sees a spider. But at the same time, it's like darkly funny. And like, it's a, it's a very humorous movie. Like there's the broad stuff like John Goodman and his like ridiculous character, but just the random reactions of people to things. And, it's just it's that kind of movie that's like one of my absolute favorite kinds of movies of all time, like the Blob remake from the mm, 80s or talk, Tremors where talk it's like about it. it's it, you know, it's it's like an alien invasion movie where it's like mm-hmm. some kind of creature has come into this small town and it it is like a small town where it's almost like this kind of uh, closed off little environment where it's not like the military is there and there's like squad cars rolling up everywhere. It's like this small town where a small group of people have to come to terms with something and somebody believes they know what's going on, but nobody else believes him because he's like the new guy in town. And it's just, it is like for me, at least this is like a perfect film. <laughs> And it's not, uh, you know, a unique original creature like the Graboid or the Alien or the Predator. But, mm-hmm. like, just spiders are fucking creepy inherently. Yeah. It, like, makes the perfect right. villain for something mm-hmm. like this. Like, they they don't have to come up with a creature effect. They got it already. Yeah. And it, I, it just, I think that it flows incredibly well. It's paced amazingly. I just love the cast. I... I honestly can think of nothing I don't like about it. Mm. I wouldn't have expected that. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> not that we've ever talked about arachnophobia really before, so.
1: No, it's like it's not one of those ones that I can say over the yeah. years would immediately come to mind of like what are your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, like it is something that I have like a lot of nostalgia for because I did watch it when I was younger. But again, rewatching it recently like, for the show, without having seen it in a good couple of years, it's just, like, I was amazed. Like, why doesn't this spring to mind when I think about my favorite horror movies or monster movies or just movies in general? Like, mm-hmm. this is so a Ryan movie. <laughs> and um, it was, like, this feeling of rediscovery watching it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could dig it. So that's where I'm at. What do you huh. have to say? <laughs> um,
2: I, uh... I love how it ramps up like that kind of idea again, you know, makes me think of just immediately made me just feel like uh, that feeling you get when you're watching Congo, like for you, how this movie is for you and your childhood is like how Congo was for me in my childhood. So I used to watch it all the time and loved it and all like the same reasons, but just gave me that, that similar feeling. This movie's actually got a bunch of like, that guy, actors oh, between yeah. the photographer,
1: the mortuary guy.
2: I know there was at least one other.
1: Well, the uh, the older doctor's wife. Yes. Okay. Is that's in like exactly a thousand things. Yes,
2: that's exactly who it was. I was like, I knew there was someone else. Then there's the guy that I thought was meatloaf, but it's not the that uh, ditzy girl's dad, the football coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he looks like meatloaf. That's I thought it was meatloaf, and I looked, well, let me tell you. Like, so all three of these movies, I mean, Eight-Legged Freaks isn't like a you know beloved film by a lot of people, and Spiders is pretty unknown. I was a little surprised that I couldn't find more in arachnophobia. Usually I have a lot more notes for the movies that we talk about on the show, like behind-the-scenes trivia and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have as much of that, but for a couple of these, the cast... Mm. Uh, it, they're like filled with that guy actors That dude you're talking about Who plays the football coach His name is Peter Jason Never could have told you his name He's 100% of that guy actor Just I, I wrote down the ones that jumped out to me Listen to this lineup of movies That this guy has been in Potentially in really small parts Okay 48 Hours The Karate Kid Streets of Fire Dreamscape Prince of Darkness Red Heat Alien Nation, They Live, The Hunt for Red October, Marked for Death, In the Mouth of Madness, Mortal Kombat, Escape from L.A., Did Glimmer Man, Dante's Peak, Ghosts of Mars, Adaptations, Biscuit. Milk, Hail Caesar, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and he was also a recurring character on Deadwood. Holy shit. And... <laughs> Whenever we see an actor who has popped up in, like, three or four movies we've talked about for Triple Threat Theater, we we keep them in a list of, like, the repeat offenders. offenders. Uh, People like um, James Hong is, I think, the current leader Mm -hmm. with five appearances on the show in different episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Peter Jason was also in Brewster's Millions and Congo. So he's Damn. now like creeping right. up on the repeat offenders list. <laughs> and some of those movies you named are definitely on the, the spreadsheet
2: of potential. Oh, episodes. yeah, for
1: sure. And speaking of that, Jerry Manley, uh, the character play, the, of the, uh, the photographer who dies in the beginning, you mentioned him as that guy actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, same deal. He's been in a ton of things. The actor's name is Mark L. Taylor. In addition to arachnophobia, he's also in Angel Heart. Inner uh-huh. space and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So he's he definitely on the repeat that. offenders sure list.
2: Is. Man. Arachnophobia coming through.
1: <laughs> Jeff Daniels' wife as well
2: is like a that lady actress because mm-hmm. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff too. Uh
1: Harley Jane Kozak, uh right. I, I put down that she was in when Harry met Sally and Parenthood.
2: Parenthood was a big one. I used to watch that a lot when I was a kid, so she's always been like just like that mom actress mm-hmm. for me.
1: And uh, then um Frances Bay is the uh, older actress who plays the wife of the doctor. Mm. And the, the biggest one for me will always be Happy Gilmore. She plays Happy's, like, grandma. Ah, uh, yes. Who Ben Stiller mistreats in the old folks' yep, home. <laughs> yep. But she's also in The Karate Kid, Blue Velvet, Twins, Critters 3. <laughs> I
2: mean, she's got to be in A Thousand Things.
1: Yeah. Like, there's so many. And it's just the cast in this is so good. Like, there's so many fun... Mm-hmm. goofy characters and even like the uh the sheriff uh who's just yes. like he's also in congo like all these people uh must have <laughs> gotten along marshall, with the director yeah. frank marshall
0: uh-huh
1: yeah i mean the cast is great
2: so like you said like that small town setting it can be great or it can be a dud but if you fill it with like interesting fun characters it can be a success so that definitely works here
1: yeah, I mean the perfect comparison for me is the movie Tremors which I've always loved mm-hmm. and from watching it so many times it's also like a good horror movie and a good comedy just like this and it's it's just filled with those like kind of recognizable characters and character actors. Yep. Like uh the old Asian dude Wong who runs the uh the convenience store like it's just these lovable characters that I, they they, they, like, make you feel like you're insulated in this, like, nice, oh, yeah. comfy.
2: Well, it's, like, the its own ecosystem.
1: Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. And then it's, like, you take all those characters who are, you know, tropes because they're easily recognizable. It feels like it's almost like the, like, leave it to Beaver Town or, or like, mm-hmm. the Andy Griffith show. And then you drop something, like, a killer spider or a giant worm in it. And it's just, like, watch what happens. Yeah. And it's so good. (laughs) I just love that, uh, that like combination of elements so much. Mm -hmm. It's like exactly, it's like my favorite type of movie. I like uh, a big part of
2: like the viewing experience. I like how, I think you even kind of said like the pacing of it, like how it ramps up from the beginning. Like even that you like, you see the scientist again, I liked. Mm -hmm. But just how it ramps up where it's like, you know, like, uh, like the underbelly of this town is changing completely and people are just figuring out like a little by little. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you're like, oh, like they know what's going on, like the entire town's infestated. So yeah. is their house, you know, and it's it's great. You know, 1990 was probably the perfect year for this to come out because... All practical. All practical. They just used however they, whatever they could do to get... These like non-lethal spiders that just looked creepy as shit to, you know, do their bidding.
1: Yeah. I, I was doing some reading and I saw two different names. Uh, one place said they were called Avondale spiders and the other one I didn't write it down. It was like Denali spiders or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they're called, the kind of spiders in the movie are from New Zealand. And they were chosen because of their large size, which made them more attractive to film. Yep. Their unusually social lifestyle. So... Like, you get a lot of them together, and they're not, like, you know, freaking out, and uh, they are essentially harmless to humans. Mm -hmm. And so all of those little, like, drone spiders in the movie are pretty much real. They had over 300 of them on set. They took some crazy precautions not to kill any of them. Like, the part where John Goodman steps on the one, they actually had a shoe with, like, a hollowed-out part of the sole of the shoe with, like, padding inside of it. So when he, like, put his foot down over the spider, you know, it, sensing danger, would, like, kind of curl up and make itself small and would fit right in this little hole under the boot so they wouldn't actually crush it.
2: <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's, that's extra effort for
1: sure. Yeah. But so they used over 300 of those spiders, and they were able to control them by uh, either using heat or cold to kind of usher them into different places or uh they used like some kind of like lemony pine saw that they were they they didn't like so if they wanted them to walk in like a straight line they would like put the pine saw down on either side of like this straight path and then they would walk straight down that line or whatever because it is super impressive i mean it's a thing that the director frank marshall said he actively tried to do is he wanted the spiders to be physically in the scenes with the actors as much as possible because it just makes it feel that much more intense rather than doing the like show the spider and then cut to a person and just assume they're in the same place which isn't as effective Mm -hmm. it's the same thing as like in an action scene if you show someone like doing a a big kick and then you cut and show the person like falling down it's not as good as if you have like good stuntmen and choreographers doing it all in one shot and then it looks more real Mm mm-hmm and so yeah, that, that's, like, there's a lot of uh, that effort that went into this movie that makes it feel like it uh, turned out better than it yeah. potentially would have if they had to use CG or something. And then uh, the only two spiders who were really in effect were um, the general and the queen, who were, like, the yeah. big ones. Right. And I thought it was interesting that, uh, are you a Mythbusters fan? Indeed. Uh, this is one of the first movies Jamie Heinemann ever worked on, and he like built and operated the General Spider. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Nice. Yeah, as I was saying, like, I love how it ramps up, and like the as the mystery builds, you know, once the exterminator gets involved, like it, it like ramps up, like really fun until and then, you know, before they know and they figure out like where the where the nest is, that's when you know. Seemingly a, a million spider stock pouring out of every nook and cranny in the house and yeah. trying to get the whole family. I will say, I mean, I already know this is not a thing we're going to agree on. Uh oh. I don't like as much when it turns into like Jeff Daniels versus the spider in the basement. <laughs> that would have a good
1: title for the movie. It like feels Earth like, versus the spider, Jeff Daniels you know. versus the spider. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: i don't know as it happened i almost felt like i was like it was like felt like home alone where he falls he goes over the banister on the second floor falls through the the weakened floor joists that they i
1: mean i beforehand. when that happened i was like man they they set this up from the beginning i'm I game. Like, <laughs> i was like they did and i was just i was just like oh i wasn't expecting
2: them to go that far and then it's you know, he's getting, to, he's got a, sh- he has a shovel fight with the big spider. It just, it, it as I was watching, I gotta be honest, it felt like out of place to me. Oh man. <laughs> I kind of just, ex- I was, I don't know, it was so much an expectation. I kind of, I f- felt myself wanting more of the, like, tons of spiders taking over the building and, and like other houses or anything. Like, I was so into that, that when it turned into like a cat and mouse game with a
1: spider in the basement. I was I was a little let down. Dax wasn't was wasn't my favorite. You you must understand why I like that ending so much. Um what particular would you I mean love? it's 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 really obvious <laughs> the this the final spider is called the queen. <laughs> it's the ending <laughs> of aliens. The whole movie is like the Marines and Ripley versus an army of drone aliens. And then at the end, it's a cat and mouse game between the heroine Uh and the queen bitch. And this is the same thing. It ends in a one-on-one with the guy who's terrified of spiders. Ripley wants nothing to do with going back into space because she already lived through the alien thing once and no one believes her. She only agrees because she's desperate. And it's the same ending. Uh, yeah, and I love And I fucking holster, love it.
2: Unleash really it. <laughs> it is. You're right. Except just in this one, it's just like a guy trapped under his, under I his wine. Mean- I wine. I love
1: it because it's got like the sequence where he's trapped under the uh, the shelves and he's just throwing wine bottles like <laughs> yeah. and it's even it's even that like intense like I'm about to be killed by a giant spider and it still has that humor of he's picking up the wine bottles and looking at them before he throws them and he's like oh I can't throw this one because it's like worth mm-hmm. too much money or whatever. Uh, and meanwhile it. his house is falling apart and there's deadly spiders everywhere like I love that. Uh, he gets the um the spray and he's like spraying fire all over the place, chasing it, mm-hmm. and then he finally does it in with the fucking uh, nail gun. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of that. It's just so varied, and it's you know it's it's goofy. I, I get that, but I mean the yeah. whole movie's goofy.
2: See, I, I don't feel that it was that goofy up until the. The climax.
1: I mean, he shoots the flaming spider with a nail gun and it lands directly on the egg yeah. sack, which we, which he had already doused with alcohol. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Yes. But I don't, I didn't necessarily
2: feel like the movie was like that extreme until it gets to him falling through the floorboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate it for that, but I also don't love it for that. I don't, yeah. It is not uh, the perfect movie in my eyes for that. Um, It's entertaining. This movie's entertaining as shit. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: So Um, if and I I, I take this in the spirit with it in which it's meant. I'm not trying to be like, well, defend yourself then. But like, you know, they set up the fact that you had this main spider that's always kind of there in the background the whole time. mm -hmm. If they didn't have like the one on one with him at the end with the big spider would what what kind of would you have preferred like the like the other thing that jumps to mind for me is kind of what they do skipping ahead to eight legged freaks where they have this like whole thing in the background the whole time oh the entire town is on top of methane gas so then they lure all the spiders into a place and blow them all up like Mm -hmm. that's kind of the other thing that immediately jumps to mind yeah it might just be because
2: it's not because even when you say
1: like a big spider it's still just like a you know tarantula or a hand-sized spider it's just like all right i'm i'm putting you in a room with a spider like that we're gonna see how you react
2: <laughs> again yes but like as far as like the movie sets of things it's not you know i don't think it would have been like a 15 minute showdown with the the one spider is what i would have thought like that movie needs in the end you know <laughs> not that he should never cross paths with the queen or the the general but mm-hmm. um it was definitely uh it ramped up kind of I guess just like the hokiness of it <laughs> a little I just wasn't it was very unexpected, especially when when he shoots it with the uh the nail gun. It's just like <laughs> I just was like, I was kind of like a taking aback. I was like, wow, I was like they, they went for it this is just
1: one of those things where I just like to imagine the smile on the guy's face when he was writing that in the script,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean for sure, I could see that again, I don't hate it. But it's just like it's not um, I just didn't love it. it just didn't it didn't that bit of it just didn't completely yeah uh do it for me
1: i and I have to wonder, um if I didn't like i I knew that was all coming, I had seen the movie enough times when I was younger, even though I hadn't seen it in a while, uh mm-hmm. like I remembered the nail gun and everything, so like is it a, just a nostalgic thing for me like if i was watching the movie for the first or second time now would i have liked that as much i don't know but i mean we could say that about so many things so it's like you can't yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, it's, it's just
1: it it's is. the it's the perfect storm for me where by that point at the end of the movie i was just like all game i was yeah. just like i am i arms wide open willing to just accept whatever mm-hmm. happens into my heart <laughs> i know you know what part of it i will just i mean i enjoyed this movie so
2: Get that out there. You know what? Actually, part of it I hate is Whoa. the is the is the very ending. I hate that <laughs> the they leave the with little them town in uh, the, San Francisco or wherever yeah, they are in, and in the, one the earthquakes. Coast. I hate that. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like. It. I was like, man. I was like, this this poor town has now lost two doctors. <laughs> this guy just up and left. I was like, Damn, man. If just like, for an
1: earthquake gag, I was like, I'm not with it. I, I would have like... fucking left that town. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. I mean, he, he, he did show up, and at the same time, all this crazy shit happened. The spiders were under his house. Uh, all the people that he liked died, and some of the ones he didn't like, I'm fucking out of there. Like, man. I would never be able to go back on that house Does again. It be a,
2: well, <laughs> sure. Yes. I mean, that, well, clearly, it had, it had quote-unquote, bad wood. So, yeah. I mean, you know, fall through those floors anyways. I man, he would have been a hero in that town, Mills. He saved the whole town. And he's just like, I'm out of here. Yeah.
1: <sighs> oh. I disagree. I, I mean just... also taking you know logic being what it is in a movie like this if he's deathly afraid of spiders I just I would never be able to stay in that town if I if I'm putting myself in that character's shoes like I am out of the fucking country. I am done with that life if I'm him. I don't know, I'd say he he bested that his fears and those spiders. He
2: killed the most the deadliest spider in history Mills. If that doesn't break you of your fear,
1: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think of it more as, like, you know, that, uh, like, freak strength that, like, a mother has to pull, like, a, a car off of, like, her child, like, in the moment. I think of it more as, like, that. He didn't best his fears. Like, he didn't, he's not cured of anything. Uh, he was able to pull it together to save his own life, but. I mean, I still think that that was like a, a fluke, once in a lifetime situation. Mm. Like, I I beat the giant spider, but I am I am out of here now. This, like, I, well, that, I have nothing that, to do with this town anymore. Well, that is what happened.
2: I guess my angle is I don't like that as an ending. I th- I like him. I like beating, it because I I buy it. <laughs> I like him beating his fear, and then sticking around as the hero. I, I don't. I don't like that he he cleared out, and then
1: they just had like a
2: quick gag. I was just like. I was like, I'm not a fan of that.
1: But yeah, I mean, that's a nitpick. It, it could have nitpick. ended with like the it's... camera pulling away and not having the earthquake gag. I don't know. I, 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 I don't sure. mind it though. It's whatever. I I'm mean, just it, glad. I mean, they had the whole thing in there about like they made up this bullshit like life cycle or whatever for this spider where like drone spiders that yeah, die, and it doesn't and have sex reproduce. organs and uh, and all this stuff, and uh, the drones die off very quickly and and all this. So there was no room for like. You know, the the family, arm in arm, like, walks away from the house at the end, and then the camera pans down, and there's, like, another fucking spider glaring at them, and I'm kind of glad it didn't have that kind of ending. I mean, that would have been just as expected in this kind of movie Mm -hmm. that I'm talking about, like, Tremors and all, as, as anything else, but... I'm, I'm yeah, glad it's that like, it's not. They give himself
2: like that safeguard.
1: Some movies do
2: where there's anything with a hive mind, you know. Yeah, there's...
1: which is something that I do. It's like a historically, thing you do I don't hate always that. Always love. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes it works and other times it doesn't. Like a lot of times it just feels convenient, and I mean this like, is a convenience, but yeah, it works as a
2: concept. You know, yeah. like that idea, I think we've probably just seen it so many times, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it definitely like loses any luck. I
1: mean, it could have it's even a little different that it's like, OK, the lifespan of the drones is very short and so they die before too long. It's different where it's like in a movie, uh, you kill the, the queen and then all the drones yeah. just immediately like go limp and Explode, drop dead. Like yeah. that's just oh, been totally. done so many fucking times. Yeah. But I get your meaning.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is probably as close to being that without being it exactly but yeah i don't even hate i don't even hate that cause, i mean again more reason he should have stuck around
1: <laughs> we're not going to agree on that one so <laughs> agree to disagree yeah. uh i love the music in this it just goes oh, along yeah. with that oh, like small great. town like 80s movie kind of vibe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i said i i can't really like, like i i mean i put it in simple terms this is a perfect movie to me i mm-hmm. i absolutely i don't positively know do that. love this film
2: I don't knock it, even though I don't agree completely. There's a lot to love in this movie. This is like, uh, I don't know what what this era of Hollywood movie making would be if it's, you know, because it's not an 80s movie. I mean, it's man 90. Yeah, I mean. But it's, it, it's it like was, not an 80s movie by well, any it's,
1: means. It's like Tremors in that way. Tremors feels very much like an 80s movie, but it came out in 1990. So like, ooh, do you count it? Uh, I I don't think like I feel like they even feel those don't
2: feel like 80s movies. Neither of them. Oh really? Yeah, not really. They're like 90s has their own particular thing. I mean, again, Congo gets lumped into that. This, I guess, the monster movies. If you think about it, like the 90s or early 90s. I don't know. I feel like it's something like I'd have to look into more of it's it's its own like era that I love so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just have fond memories of, like, that whole, like, from the 80s into the early 90s, like, I can lump that in very easily. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, if you're just looking for a descriptor, I think 80s Amblin is just what this feels like to me. Uh, Again, it's like the, you know, the small town, it reminds me very much of, like, the town from E.T. or a little bit like the the town from Poltergeist and, like, the relatable Mm -hmm. family with the kids and everything and... Then shit goes wrong. It reminds me of Jaws. It, it's just got that kind of Spielberg-y vibe.
2: Yeah, it might even be, it could just even be as simple as like uh, the way people dress. You know, like these don't look like people from the 80s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the 80s and 90s are both as two decades have like a very particular kind of look and feel where yeah. some of these movies, and again, I think that's like Tremors for me, doesn't feel like an, an 80s movie in that regard either. As I'm thinking about it, it could really like boil down to like just the way people look.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about like this is like a small, kind of dusty town where it's not like you know cool kids going to the mall or whatever. So mm-hmm. you're not going to expect to necessarily see a ton of the like typical '80s styles. But then if you look at the like, I think she's only in like two scenes the the daughter of the coach who's like the ditzy girl, and they ask like, "Oh, what are you going to major in in college?" And she's like, "Jim." Uh, right. Right. Like she looks with like the hair and everything Because she's obviously supposed to be this kind of like Perfect trophy high school girl mm-hmm. Like she kind of gives off that 80s vibe to me a little bit Yeah, I mean, still It's just uh you
2: know, props Props to like the early, early 90s Like pre-heavy CGI stuff, you know
1: Yeah Um yeah, before we get off this movie, I got to mention I, I talked about some of those trigger moments for me in the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um stuff that just like stands out in my mind and like I feel like used to give me chills. One is like the uh the spider in the shower with uh, the the teenage girl we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Uh I mean there have been one or two times over the years where, like, I look up and there's a spider, like, in the corner while I'm in the shower. And, you know, you're naked and you're wet and you just feel vulnerable. And like yeah. oh, that's all I can think of is that spider leg, like, dragging down her stomach. And I'm just <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know,
2: there is something. It, the creepier thing for me, like, spiders not to look or the way they move or anything. But when something's crawling on you and you don't know, like, yep. that particular feeling is so prevalent in that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And this is
1: one of those movies where, you know, I'm a hairy dude. And uh, when I like after watching the movie for like the next day, if I felt like a hair move on my arm, then I was like, what the fuck's on me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right. But then at the end of the movie, when the spiders start coming out full force and they show them like coming out of the holes in like the sink in the bathroom or coming through the keyhole in the door. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! When it's just like a ton of them, it's that. Yeah, that's like a trigger moment for me. Yeah, when they're like
2: pushing out the door handle.
1: Oh God! Yeah.
2: Well, just like coming out from behind everything, mm-hmm. and it's real spiders. Like it definitely adds to the feeling because it's it's from nineteen ninety nine. Like you already know these these are all real. It's like oh yeah. Like that's so panic inducing. I think is like when things just come out of the out of nowhere. Hmm. Like they do in that scene. That's why I think I wish was, there was more of that. I could have seen, I could have sat through like 15 minutes of just showing me all throughout the town that happening everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like so unnerving, but mm-hmm. amazing
1: as well. And another one, another like kind of trigger moment for me, because in a manner of speaking, this has happened to me before, but... The, old, the nice old lady at the beginning, I think her name was Margaret, the way she dies where you see the spider inside the, uh, the lampshade, mm-hmm. and then oh, she yeah. reaches to pull the cord, and the spider drops down on her hand. Yep. I have 100% reached for a lamp before, and uh, <laughs> then as like, I'm reaching for it, I see a spider on oh, or inside man. the lampshade. Then it just immediately takes me back to this movie and how much oh. it freaked me out when I was a kid.
2: I love the show because now I've learned that spiders are your nemesis.
1: Yeah, it's not like I have a paralyzing fear. I'm not like Jeff Daniels, but I... But you do consider
2: them the enemy.
1: They are the enemy, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I like it. And really quick before we move on, uh, one of the kind of weird things about this movie and its legacy is... um, So Frank Marshall, when he was working on the film, he specifically wanted it to be... An exciting and scary movie, but at the same time, funny. And I think he perfectly yeah. achieved that mix.
2: Yeah, that's, that tonally, it fits that
1: Yeah, head on. The weird thing I found was that in interviews, he was constantly saying, I want it to be like the birds. I think people should be scared, but then also laugh. And have you ever seen the birds? No. That's not a funny movie. Like Unless you just look at the concept and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Ha <laughs> ha, I laugh at how stupid it is. It's not intended to be funny at all that I can remember. It's like birds just like crashing into phone booths with people inside and cars crashing and pecking people and they're bleeding. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand that reference from him. But when the studio was trying. So this was the first movie ever released by I think it's called Hollywood Pictures, which was a new subdivision that Disney created to release like more kind of mature, like, non-family movies. Mm. Hollywood? Hollywood Pictures, I think, is what it was called. I think the logo is, like, the Sphinx, which doesn't make sense if it's called Hollywood Pictures.
2: Oh, I know the Sphinx. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the one. But um, the studio wasn't sure how to market it because it is scary, but it's also funny. So for the marketing, they created a new term that I think they thought was brilliant and, like, oh, this is going to take off and we're going to be the first. But I feel like nobody really liked it or understood what it meant and it got left in the dust. But if you watch the trailers for this movie, the narrator refers to it as it's the first ever thrillomedy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Luckily that uh, died. Yeah. I, I have always thought that was funny though, because it's like it really feels like they were like, This is gonna be big. And then nobody ever used that term again. Yeah, it's tough.
2: That's a rough look. Yeah. Thrill omity.
1: Budget of twenty two million, box office of fifty three point two in nineteen ninety, that's pretty good. But then the big boon came, uh, this was like perfect fucking timing. Thirty million dollars in video rentals. Wow. So But only two dollars from the Miller household. <laughs> Probably one. For just just I one. think back in those days at the well, library like
2: ninety nine cent. New oh.
1: releases that they just got in, like if they were on the new release wall, were a dollar to rent. And every, like all the older ones were free to rent. So,
2: mm-hmm. all right, playing the game. <laughs> Milzy, can we talk
1: now about a movie that is neither thrilling or funny? <laughs> I mean, we have to. It's not a matter <laughs> of whether we can. I mean, I watched it. We're going to fucking talk about oh, it. Oh, boy, you watched it twice in six months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, From the year 2000, we have the boringly named Spiders. For the first time in history, mankind has a natural enemy that's not of this world. It can hunt in the dark.
0: It can strike without warning. And all it needs to make a thousand more just like it is you. Where are
2: you? Come on out!
1: Ah, From Trimark Home Video. What is the status of mother-in-law? Mother-in-law's loose.
0: Mother-in-law's in the building. Ah! will hang by a thread spiders
2: which frankly could just be called spider i know there's more than one
1: but yeah you know what never- it should have been called is mother-in-law that's what they referred <laughs> that's like the code name the military guys have for the uh, spider i thought that was so clever <laughs>
2: uh Mills. i have one question yeah, by multiple questions.
1: <laughs> by all means, I'm here for you.
2: Were those people really aliens in the beginning?
1: I believe they are supposed to be. Yeah, because the the at that one point in the movie, the um the the main characters find the photos of them in like the secret oh, government right. lab.
2: Okay, all right. There's one answered. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are supposed to be. Man, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that was your one. That was your burning question. That was just one. Spires? That was one. You know. All right, so as we mentioned earlier, um, there's a scene in this movie. This is
2: really uh,
1: good on them, I
2: guess, because it got two suckers to watch the movie when they shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, It made us both say, we want to see this and add it to this trio. That was probably like two, three years ago. And then so this past October, I always watch a lot of horror movies during October former guest of the show, your friend and mine, Doug Miller. Uh, he actually saw that same clip somewhere on Instagram like six months ago and sent it to me. And I was like, yeah, I've been wanting to watch this. I'm going to track it down. And I found the movie on Tubi and I watched it. And uh, the clip in question is early in the movie. So basically the premise is uh, some the government sends some spiders up into outer space <laughs> on a NASA ship. And they're going to, like, inject it with something. I don't really understand. They, they injected it with alien it. DNA, I think. Is that what it was? Because I feel like they don't even explain it. I'm pretty sure they say that at some point. Because, uh, yeah, at the end, when the main villain guy...
2: The alien DNA was from those
1: people? Maybe. I, I guess that makes sense. Because where else would they get alien DNA? I miss the alien DNA bit. Yeah, I'm I'm about 90% sure that at the end, jumping ahead here... <laughs> Uh, When the main villain, like, government asshole Mm -hmm. shows up at the newspaper and he, (laughs) like, explodes as a giant spider, he is, like, ranting at them and he says something about, uh, you know, we injected him with alien DNA and uh, talking about how it would, like, they were going to use the spiders and send them into, like, war War zones. zones. I'm pretty sure that he said it was alien DNA that they injected him with if they had the alien dna on earth i don't know why they had to send the spider to space to inject it it doesn't make sense but no so basically uh spider is injected with alien dna crashes on earth for some reason the spider likes to crawl inside of people or like grow inside of people and burst out which i don't i don't really know why but early on in the movie one of the astronauts survives the crash and they take him into a lab and then when the characters are in there, he's, like, all fucked up. One side of his face is all, like, gross and droopy. And then all of a sudden, a, a spider, like, the size of a, of a cat mm-hmm. crawls out of his mouth. And it's a practical effect. And it's pretty cool looking. It looks great. When those legs first come out. Yeah. And then it's, the thing co- It looks great. I got
2: no problem saying that part looks awesome.
1: Yeah. It's the thing that made us all want to watch this movie. And there's a couple practical effects throughout. Most of them are in the beginning, like yes. that first, like you know, the 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 crash of the the shuttle looks bad, yes. but then like that one corpse with like his chest ripped open looked really good. Well, I noticed in the
2: credits i believe it says greg nicotero worked on this really yeah well see i was figuring you you maybe you're gonna have these details because i'm pretty sure i didn't think to look at that i didn't see anyone who doesn't know he's like world famous at this point for like
1: walk the walking dead dead. yeah
2: quite a few things but i'm pretty sure i'll have to look it up now because
1: oh i I desperately need to know (laughs) But, yeah, like, in the the shuttle at the beginning, that one corpse looks really good as, like, a practical, like, dummy. And then that astronaut that the spider comes out of, he's, like, it's not 100% realistic, but it's, like, creepy and gross looking. And, like, if the whole movie had effects that looked like that, then it would have been a much more satisfying experience. Yeah, there's, like, some good. That's why I said I didn't, like, rewind, but I was, like, I could have swore. I was, like, is that?
2: say Greg Nicotero, because then when there was some practical, like, gross effects on people with, like, their faces are bulging because they're filled with spider eggs or whatever, I was like, I know this is going to take a horrible turn at some point, but um, I thought the couple of practical things, like you said early on, like, looked pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it gives you a little hope right in the beginning, but then as the spiders get bigger, and, you know, one of them ends up being, like, the size of a house towards the end... It all ends up being, like, really shitty year 2000 CGI. Yeah. I mean,
2: there is easily some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in this movie. <laughs> that bit with the the elevator shaft. Oh, yeah. When, when they jump down, or they fall down the elevator shaft into the giant web. And as they're falling, I don't want to tell anyone to watch this terrible movie <laughs> for any reason. But it's almost like... We kind of said it like last episode, like being like, "Well, now we've seen these movies, so you could say you've you've seen them." I mean, somehow, like Zardoz is on a different level than Two Thousand Spiders, but it's like kind of one of those things. Like, do you want to see? Do you want to see one cool, one cool practical effects shot and then a bunch of terrible bullshit?
1: That's why you just watched the clip on uh, Instagram. But it's true. I mean, I guess you have us to like stop you <laughs> from wasting
2: the hour and a half.
1: I can confirm. I'm looking at it right now on my phone. Yes. Spiders, special creature effects. Gregory Nicotero. Yeah,
2: isn't that crazy?
1: That is absolutely crazy. And
2: I mean, honestly, it makes sense because some of the stuff that looks good in this looks good for yeah.
1: 2000.
2: It really does. Like so, props to them. Like you said, that one exploded body. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just thinking, like, whatever the whatever small ass budget they had for that, they used for these scenes cuz it certainly doesn't come into play later on when the explosively the villain explodes with a spider coming out of spider legs coming out of his back.
1: Yeah, it would have even been cool if they had tried to do that as a practical effect. Like obviously when his entire body explodes and there's a huge spider that comes out of him that that wasn't going to be in the budget right. but like if they had showed like tried to show like uh, do a practical effect of those legs coming out of his back, that could have yeah. been cool, but Totally. As is, it's like, by the time you get towards the end of the movie, like, because I remember the first time I watched it uh, just a few months ago, I, I had hope in the beginning. Like, I could tell it was of a lower quality, and I kind of expected that going in, because it's kind of an unknown movie. But, like, all the good stuff was at the beginning, and then by, like, halfway through, it's just piling on the ugly CG and... Mm -hmm. just like it gets more and more ridiculous and you just it's like you lose the ability to give a shit anymore when it's that you know it feels like
2: because this does feel like a sci-fi channel movie of course which i haven't actually seen a lot of i won't bring myself to like watch sharknado purposefully or anything Mm -hmm. so like can only can only speculate correctly i'm sure that they look like this but like It's just, to me, it's like, so this movie's got to have a tiny budget,
1: right? I could not find any budget or box office information. Not that I think this played in theaters.
2: No one, you can't, you don't make this movie expecting a lot from it, but it's like, the script? Like, the last fucking thing this movie needs is a giant college campus...
1: Action scene that then involves like uh helicopters, skyscrapers, and like a rocket launcher, and someone like hanging from a rope from the helicopter firing a rocket launcher into the open mouth of the spider.
2: This just like makes it's like uh, it's kind of like a lack of effort. It's almost as as it sounds, it's almost like a lack of respect or something. That (laughs) all the people involved in this would like read that script and be like, Yeah. We can do this for a million five and, like, a, some garbage computer effects we can come up with in post.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I've always said when it comes to, like, Sharknado and the sci-fi channel movies that, you know, I can watch a shitty movie from the 80s that's got, like, bad practical effects and bad acting. But, like, knowing that back then they had to do all that stuff yeah. physically.
0: And, like, they're and- trying.
1: Yeah, and like they had to shoot it on film and and all this stuff. There was it usually feels like there was an effort made and because of that it's just like I can get enjoyment out of a movie that's yeah. this shitty but from the 80s. But yeah, modern stuff where it's like, "Oh, we'll just have a cheap giant spider walk cycle in uh right. just like repeated over every time you see it." In a computer, and it's just like I don't have the respect. Like that—that's what it is. Like neither movie is necessarily good, but I have respect for one. And this Mm -hmm. movie, just like by the second half, it's just like I'm in it now. I just have to put up with it.
2: (laughs) That is like a statement I've heard you use before, and not that I ever like necessarily disagreed with it, but I feel like this was like one of the times like I totally understand what you mean because I've seen it with my own two eyes, like. (laughs) I don't like generally like I
1: we've had this conversation
2: like I'm not trying to watch every every every
1: movie every movie out there, like you're not trying to pull Orion right, so I don't like
2: just wouldn't even bother with so many like low budget crappy like modern horror movies, so to like to watch this and like to hear you say that, like I get it completely what you mean, like yeah. That was like a sign of the times where they had to do it the way they were doing it, and it, and they didn't have like decades of people doing it before them. Like mm-hmm. something that comes out in the year two thousand. Like how could you watch? You know, you're a fan of movies, whatever kind they are. If you're if you're making a movie, right? I mean, I'd like to think so. I would. You would think so. And then to have like you know the best two decades for practical effects behind you as you're making this, and then just to think you could pull this off <laughs> like they do. It's just like, it's just yeah. gross. It's just like,
1: it's just, it's rude. It's like, imagine if somebody did try to make this movie back in like 1985 or something. Well,
2: that's like, even like part of my point is like, it would get, they chop out so much of the ending because they just that's what i was about it. to say and like
1: that's what it needs they would probably not have the big crazy the spider is as big as a house and it's just like knocking over cop cars if it's a really mm-hmm. low budget movie right. like i'd like to see a mid-budget 80s version totally. of this for sure totally. but if it's like a true low budget 80s film they would the entire thing would have ended up taking place inside the like uh the government installation because you can just film in like concrete hallways and Mm -hmm. uh, boiler rooms. Like how many movies have we watched where it's like half the film, you can tell it was just filmed in a, uh, like a a factory overnight. Some nondescript warehouse. Yeah. While they're not, uh, while the machines aren't running and it's like, that's how this movie would have been made. Mm -hmm. And you know, a movie of like equal quality Is probably something like, God, when we did do the Herky Jerky, we talked uh, uh, Robot Jocks, which we like. Robot Mm. Wars, which was okay. What was the third one that was like the obvious crappiest one of the three? Mm. Where the robot, like the stop motion robot was hardly in it, only at the very end. It's
2: not Endgame, because that's that other movie, but I can't quite think of... um...
1: Yeah, whatever that movie was called... It's like it's it's comparable to this, like that's what would happen in the eighties is they would only be able to show it for like one scene
2: crash and burn,
1: crash and burn right right like that's what you end up with when if like if they were to try with the budget that they would have had back then, but mm-hmm. most movies would just stick with inside a factory or a warehouse or something, and you know you don't have the big bombastic crazy giant spider ending necessarily, but
2: but you don't need it. Like it's not good.
1: Yeah, it would have been a better package all told yeah. if it like reined itself in a little bit, maybe. Yeah,
2: if you can if you're creative with your camera
1: angles, you know, and lighting,
2: you can get away with like a man sized spider. Yeah. You're, like chasing and killing people for that runtime, and that's like all you need.
1: But in no. this, because of the error in which it was made, they can get away with anything they want. You know, it's not gonna look good, but thanks to for the some CG reason, effects and... for certain people, I guess that doesn't matter. Just that yeah. they can
2: "quote unquote" do it is reason enough to make it happen.
1: And the thing that surprises me is that there's so many people who seem to enjoy and get off on like how bad like the Sci-Fi Channel kind of movies are and stuff like this. Like the f- like, okay, Sharknado the first one, it's a completely ridiculous concept, and it's kind of funny and novel. You know, I've uh-huh. seen the movie, and the movie's fucking awful. Uh, I can understand why the first one was kind of like a cultural phenomenon, but the fact that they ended up making like five or six of those, aside yeah. from the fact that they're so cheap to make that it's like, oh, it's like we're not even making a movie. It's so cheap. I, yeah. I just don't understand where people get enjoyment out of those at some point. Well,
2: it's, a, it's a question of taste, Mills. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> and we, you know plenty
2: of people probably say we poor. <laughs> yeah, we're highfalutin over here. <laughs> yeah, but I just mean. <laughs> well if there's if there's some uh range you know we know we're at the we're not the lowest rung that likes the <laughs> sci-fi channel movies
1: yeah i can feel a little bit of pride in the fact that i don't like this movie even though i've now had to watch it twice well you could someone could say i mean
2: there's not a lot of people who have seen this movie twice i feel like i could comfortably say that
1: yeah no I, I would agree and nor should you
2: except my friend milsey <laughs>
1: But yeah, like, again, all the all the kind of interesting stuff is at the beginning. Yep. I
2: mean, it's terribly, horribly acted. Yeah. Story and script are terrible. The characters are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what, Slick? Slick. There's, like, there's, for some reason, there's a character named Slick in this movie. Yeah, Marcy, Slick, and Jake. Yeah, just all, like, unlikable people that you can't wait for them to die.
1: Yeah. It, they, like, half-ass the whole, like... Marcy being like a conspiracy theorist who actually believes in aliens and things. It's like
2: it's so poorly done. Like I couldn't even tell if she's like is in on the joke or isn't. That's,
1: that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. did she actually think those people were aliens at the beginning or did she just I think have... it would make a good story because she's no into idea. that kind of shit? Like that's like the characters aren't very well defined. Not that I'm terribly surprised by that. I looked everybody up who was in this cast, and I thought it was interesting because I the the actress who played Marcy, her name is Lana Perilla Peria. She was on one season of Spin City. She was on a season of 24, but then her big thing, and this is just recently, is she's like a main character on that show, Once Upon a Time. Oh, Uh, she was in 156 episodes of it. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: good for her spinning a career out of this turd.
1: Slick and Jake, I couldn't really find anything else of note. Slick. Uh, the, it's so funny that she's got, like, those two guy friends that you expect would, like, go through the movie with her, and, like, one of them would, uh-huh. like, be the love interest at the end. They both die, and then seemingly out of nowhere in the third act, she ends up getting hooked up with that, like, the one military guy who's not a complete yeah. asshole named John Murphy, and he then he's, like, her yeah. sidekick for the ending.
2: They become friends after falling into a fucking pool of toxic waste.
1: Yeah, and after she took fighting. three shots at him with the gun she took off of him.
2: Like even that, did she? Was she trying to hit him?
1: The last shot certainly seemed like it, but so stupid. That guy's good at dodging bullets. A fist fighting in a pool of
2: toxic waste.
1: <laughs> yeah, while there's a giant spider running yeah. loose.
2: Thanks. It's
1: just one of those one of those movies where like. She has two friends. They both die, and she witnesses it. And it's like you're in a situation where you are fighting a giant freaking mutant spider creature. And then, whenever there's a scene that the spider creature's not in, you would never know that these characters are in that situation because they are not acting like it's like mm-hmm. they're not getting good direction and they're not like good enough actors. At least at this point, like, I don't know what she's gone on to be good in Once Upon a Time or whatever, but like, it's just there's no um, continuity with like their emotions and whatnot in the film. And it just it makes it feel so bland and generic. And
2: after the, the scene that got us to watch the movie, it's just several bits of terrible CGI, like smaller spider before it turns into a bigger one
1: yeah even in that same scene, like oh God it's when the spider comes out of the guy's mouth, we already talked about that, that's a cool effect, and then you see it like run along the ground and oh. it's not realistic looking but it's still a physical puppet and then mm-hmm. like three seconds later they cut to it running on the walls and it looks and moves completely different because all right. of a sudden it's c g it looks so bad yeah that that's when I was like
2: stamp my finger, I was like, this is it. This is where it all goes downhill. Like we got that <laughs> we got like the people's faces bubbling and that cool shot. Like Milzy said, it gets horrible from here. Yeah. And it, it shows you that in seconds.
1: Yeah. I already knew.
2: I mean, you already know. You know as soon as this movie starts it's bad. Mhm.
1: But it, it like it still could have had some integrity while oh, being yeah. bad, but because oh, yeah. it's like a modern movie where they didn't have to try. Nope. That was totally just like
2: Let's get thirty idiots to run around in this parking lot, and we'll just put a giant spider in here later.
1: Yeah, even the quote-unquote college—it looks more like, um, like almost an office block that would oh, yeah, be filled say, like, with a, like doctors' a strip offices, mall yeah, or something, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and they just put a sign out front that said like whatever college. Yeah,
2: I mean they, I mean this of all the movies that shouldn't have someone hanging by a rope from a helicopter with a missile launcher at the end.
1: Yeah. It's not this one, but it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't wish this movie on anybody. Shooting Nerf missiles. This movie's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Millsy, is it
2: worse than Abraxas? That's a tough one. Because like we've said, Abraxas doesn't make sense. I think the catchphrase
1: we've used is, Abraxas is hardly a movie.
2: Yeah. And I think it still applies, Abraxas. Still is, I know I questioned that last time with Zardoz, but Zardoz—they set out to make a movie that is, but ended up being terrible. Where you're not quite sure what they set out to do with Abraxis. Yeah. Same with spiders. They set out to make a quote-unquote movie,
1: but it is the end product is god awful. True to form, what I was saying before, uh I have more respect for Abraxis. It's like a complete train wreck. <laughs> Right. But it does. I, you said something earlier about like a lack of respect. Like mm-hmm. with the, it felt like the people who had when they made this movie, uh, when they made spiders, because it's just like they kind of shit it out. I will say though that like from my recollection, Abraxas, and I don't know if it was the transfer we watched, it just looked like oh yeah, garbage. It is hot garbage. Like and this movie, you know, the CG is bad and the lighting's not good, but this movie looks better than Abraxas in a manner of speaking and this does at least have you know uh
2: let's say you know uh 27 seconds of good practical effects on <laughs> on film
1: yeah uh i don't know it's a yeah. tough call it is a now, really tough call
2: yeah i don't it's praxis, don't worry you have not been usurped by the next terrible movie
1: yeah it's not like a clear winner but i mean This is Uh, close. I've sat through Spiders twice and haven't killed myself, so I can say that for it. This movie is horrible. (laughs) Spiders was directed by a guy named Gary Jones. Uh, The one other movie that I had seen by him is Mosquito. Oh. Sensing a trend. Mosquito and Spiders. Oh, God.
2: What an asshole.
1: (laughs) Mosquito... Actually, now that I think about it, thinking back to the plot, because I have seen that movie, it is about a UFO that crashes in, like, the woods, and uh, a mosquito lands on, like, a dead alien and sucks its blood, and then it grows to, like, human size, and so it's it's the same thing. It's, like, alien DNA mixed with a bug, and it becomes big and attacks people.
2: Low effort. Oh,
1: (laughs) God. That movie's mildly entertaining, and it has Gunnar Hansen, uh, who played uh, Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw in it, <laughs> and he fights a giant mosquito with a chainsaw, which is kind of fun. Is it a CG mosquito? I think it came out in 95. Uh, I know there's stop motion in the movie. Oh. Because like, the scene of the alien hand like coming out of the ship and then like going limp like it died, that's it's stop motion alien hand. I remember that. I don't think there's any CG in it that I can remember. There's like a scene of a bunch of mosquitoes like chasing a car and it's obviously some kind of like weird optical effect. It's not CG though. All right. So I've got Orca and Mosquito. I just need one more singular
2: animal title for this next trip. No, I mean,
1: there's, there's plenty of them out there. I'm it'll sure it'll yeah. happen naturally. I mean, I'll give you a couple more here in a second. So okay. uh, Gary Jones directed Mosquito, a couple of other no-name things no one's ever heard of, like Spiders. Hmm. So this movie was written, like the screenplay was written by two guys named Stephen David Brooks, actually three people, Stephen David Brooks, Jace Anderson, and Adam, I'm gonna pronounce it, Gearash.
2: I actually hate this movie more now that three people had to come up with this.
1: Based on a story by a completely different person who we'll get to in a second. Ugh. But uh I thought it was interesting that Gary Jones directed Mosquito that has Gunnar Hansen from Texas Chainsaw Massacre in it. Uh Stephen David Brooks, the one other you know, I use this phrase lightly, noteworthy movie that he wrote is The Mangler. Have you ever heard of this? No. Came out in two thousand five, directed by Toby Hooper, who also directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the premise of The Mangler: a laundry folding machine has been possessed by a demon, causing it to develop homicidal tendencies.
2: I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm being honest,
1: uh, directed by fucking Toby Hooper in two thousand five. It's got to be terrible, right? Oh, it has to be. It's a fucking laundry folding machine that kills people. I mean. What is a
2: laundry folding machine? I don't even really even know. Like?
1: And then Jace Anderson and Adam Gearash wrote a movie called Toolbox Murders, came out in 2013, directed by, take a wild guess, Gary David, Toby Hooper.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Tell,
1: tell so me. they wrote the screenplay based on a story by a guy named Boaz Davidson. Does that name ring a bell?
2: To be honest, it kind of does.
1: And there's a reason for that.
2: All right, hit so me. So I'm going to... He,
1: he has written... What do I got here? Boaz. He's written some amazing things just based on the titles. Uh, he's responsible for the movies Crocodile, Octopus... Mm-hmm. Oh, Crocodile Two Death Swamp, <laughs> <laughs> Octopus Two River of Fear, yes, Killer Rats, Death Swamp, Man Skeeto, oh, shit. Snake Man, Ugh. Shark Man,
2: <laughs> oh, I need those three, <laughs> no, and just kidding,
1: huh? and Mega Snake but the reason you've heard of him is among his like 150 producing credits mm. he has produced and these are just the noteworthy ones that i wrote down the van damme movie replicant uh 16 blocks with bruce willis uh brian de palma's the black dahlia the wicker man remake the 2008 oh. rambo movie Righteous Kill, Brooklyn's Finest, Command Performance with Dolph Lundgren, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, the Conan the Barbarian movie with Jason Momoa, all three Expendables movies, the Mechanic remake with Jason Statham, Drive Angry, Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, Rambo Last Blood, The Hitman's Bodyguard, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Criminal, Leatherface, and he is a producer on the as-yet-unproduced Expendables 4, the quote-unquote untitled female Expendables movie, and a television series which was just scrapped called Rambo New Blood. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> He's got a certain uh,
1: sector he likes to, yep. to work in. He's playing sure. on a specific court.
2: A, for sure. Boy. Okay.
1: So, thank you, Boaz Davidson, for this. Yeah. My man, Boaz. And uh, the final detail I have about this one is, can you believe this movie got a sequel?
2: Ugh. Well, you know, for the same reason, like, somehow people like these movies and you get five Sharknados. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, this Spiders came out in 2000. In 2001, a sequel was released called Spiders 2 Breeding Ground. And it was directed by a man named Sam Furstenberg. Do you recognize that name?
2: I feel like that's another one.
1: Furstenberg. You definitely know him. Hit me. He directed Ninja 3 The Domination. Oh, man. Of which you and I are both huge fans.
2: Oh, now I gotta watch Spiders 2. Is that what you're telling me?
1: (laughs) Also directed Revenge of the Ninja, American Ninja, American Ninja 2 The Confrontation, and American Samurai. He was a canon guy back in the day. There's not two movies I absolutely love. American
2: Ninja. Wait, I mean, you said he did American Ninja 2 as well? Yeah, one and two. Yeah, American Ninja Two is fantastic, you know, it's completely different. <laughs> and uh Ninja 3
1: Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Ninja is also really good. Like I, think I, I legitimately think Revenge of the Ninja is a really good movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Damn. All right, Furstenberg. <laughs> Yeah, so. American Ninja Two is the the tropical one, right? Yeah,
1: it's yeah, the one bad. where like half the fight scenes the main characters are just wearing speedos and nothing yeah. else. Jeez,
2: no time to be alive.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there's there's spiders. uh I hope to never watch it again.
2: Oh well, I mean, it's not going to be because of this show.
1: <laughs> Good. I can't I mean, think we, of another conceivable way that I would ever watch this movie again. So now that Triple Threat Theater is off the table, yeah. I think I'm safe. We have no part of this where we're rewatching things.
2: So thankfully, yeah. thank Thankfully Christ. for you Mills, there won't be a third
1: viewing of Spiders. <laughs> if we make it to 666 episodes, episode oh. 666 can be our uh, we rewatch the three worst movies. Oh, man. Which right now would would be what? Spiders Abraxas and uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this is episode sixty-four. If we make it another six hundred and two episodes, there's got to be some worse movies in there. Okay. Oh, uh... well, I
2: don't know. I pray for us.
1: <laughs> Let's move on. From All right. This turd. Uh, final film. Speaking of turds, is eight-legged freaks ooh, from two thousand two. buried the lead. Oh my god. What exactly is that?
2: Spider-Man.
1: Our town is being attacked by giant spiders.
0: They're here! They're here! Warrior Brothers Pictures presents... The
2: biggest (laughs) nastiest
1: mutant spider movie of all time. Oh yeah, this is gonna (laughs) be yeah like I said earlier i I always kinda wanted to see this because it's like giant spiders, but the poster fucking David Arquette and this the vibe that I got that it looked like it was just gonna be like more goofy than cool like mm-hmm. i I always just looked at the poster and thought I'd like to see it, but I don't think I'm gonna like this movie and <laughs> true to form, I did not like this movie oh, talk about it. So I'm watching it. I'm trying to give it a chance. You know, it could just be... It's like an early 2000s movie, so it has that kind of vibe. And, you know, I have a little bit of nostalgia from living through that era of, like, the the exact type of shittiness of, like, Uh kind of mainstream movies like this from that time. But the first moment I knew I was in trouble was early on, I think, like, the first spider attack after they initially escape is the cat versus the spider in like inside the drywall of that house where the guy's like Ugh. fixing it up. And it was like something out of a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> where you hear the cat like yowling inside the wall and a bunch of banging and then like all of a sudden a sp- the imprint of a giant spider's abdomen would appear in the drywall as though it was like kind of punched out and then... It would like it would be like the cat's face screaming, like pressed into the drywall. And it's just it was a complete fucking cartoon. And at that moment I realized there's no turning back for this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The entire film isn't quite like that. It's it's really leaning on the humor though, uh, mm-hmm. over the horror. Like there's nothing about this that's scary unless you're just absolutely terrified of spiders. But then the other big thing for me that's in that same ballpark that I fucking hate. We talked about how in Arachnophobia, they did things like close up shots of the spider's eyes, and you see like the reflection of like somebody. And it just kind of gives you this vibe of like, is that spider like forming a vendetta against this man? But like, <laughs> but like, they don't really fully give the spiders like a. A personality in that movie And I I like that I need
2: a clip of that Of you saying that
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in, in this movie By the time the spiders are big And taking over the town they have literally added voiceover effects to the spiders where like if a spider is on a car and the car swerves and the spider is like hanging on by one leg, you hear it going like raw, 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 as it's trying to hang on. They sound like fucking jaw was running around like, Ooh, Like it, it's, it, I fucking hated that. I'll tell you exactly what it took me a second.
2: I was like, well, first it's, it's the shell shock of like, do they really have the spiders sounding like this, like slapsticky shit or whatever this is? Yes. I was like, I was like, I know what this is. This sounds exactly like freaking angry birds and those pig things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah, like, like when you like,
1: when you fire one of the birds and it goes like, woohoo! Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then when it hits the pigs, like, yeah. Like, I was like sitting here, I was sitting there watching, I'm like, there's no way they're connected. There's no way. I was like, I'm not even going to think about it anymore. <laughs> That's that gonna. it's just a coincidence that this, this fucking movie from 2002, for some reason they thought, you know what this needs is like said, voiceovers for giant jumping spiders.
1: Yeah. I, and it's, it's just that kind of movie where they just felt that to like enhance those scenes that they would just mm-hmm. give the spiders, these weird, like kind of, noises that they make as they're trolling around and it's i
2: guess it's to like ramp up the campiness is why they do that
1: i mean i I don't know like it just feels like one of those things that like a studio head would watch it and be like this needs something we need to punch it up somehow like make people laugh i mean well i'll come out and say i don't think this is the worst movie ever i mean it's not the worst movie ever because we just talked about one of the worst movies ever but it uh, if spiders wasn't if spiders and Abraxis and Zardoz weren't around, this would certainly be in contention for me. Ooh. I
2: mean, it's certainly not good. Um, I actually thought like the CG spiders didn't look as bad as I was expecting them to.
1: Not that they look great. Well, whatever budget spiders had, yeah, it was nowhere near thirty million, which is what this had.
2: Okay, because it doesn't look. Because I, I watched spiders first. Then eight legged freaks and then
1: arachnophobia, but like I mean, like, I think sp- you did it. The that was probably the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Because going from like 2000 to 2002 and like just seeing like how horrible spiders the CJ looked in that, and then seeing eight legged freaks, I was like, it's almost like refreshing that. Like this doesn't look that bad.
1: <laughs> you do, you got to watch spiders too to bridge that gap because oh, that was a one. I don't know if I could do it, Milzy. <laughs> but um, so I
2: I'll give it that. Like I don't think the cgi spiders looked like really all that bad i mean they yeah were,
1: i mean it's very serviceable i'll say that it's like I mean, a softball to be like this movie had a big budget so the cgi spiders looked decent you yeah. know it, decent for the time um i'm not giving it a lot of credit for that though
2: yeah i mean but just you know right off the bat this being like a pg-13 movie was like was it like a death now like this you know
1: hey If I'm not mistaken, Arachnophobia is a PG-13 movie, and you may not think it's a perfect film like me, but, I mean, tonally, that movie is a fucking wet dream compared to this. I'm (laughs) not knocking
2: PG-13 movies. I'm saying this kind of movie with, like, giant spiders, like, I want to see some gore from that. Like, gore you're not going to get from normal-sized arachnophobia spiders. (laughs) I'm thinking, like... Yeah. I'm thinking of, like, if I'm making a movie called eight-legged freaks like i want that to be an r-rated movie gory as shit i mean like that i mean it's Mm -hmm. certainly not a knock on pg-13 movies or anything but i just feel like this this is not like for the goofy shit they put into it and like the just the overall campiness of it and that's just being pg-13 it's almost like why
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) to me it's like why bother it's just a tone and a vibe that is not for me. Uh, I, I can, it's, this movie, like I already said it, it costs 30 million and it made 45 million in the box office. Mm. And you know, I don't really, I've seen that movie evolution you mentioned earlier that I feel like is just from my recollection, the perfect like companion for this and like tone mm-hmm. and style uh, and time period and everything. I don't remember hating it, but it's like also not a movie that I really recall loving because it's just, it's like, I don't know. They're, they're like, it's kind of like Men in Black, but this is like a weird, like ridiculous rung below it. Mm -hmm. We're like, that's like a mainstream kind of monsters and gross, but it's funny and it's not really super violent. And, you know, it's kind of mainstream, but that movie feels like it has some integrity and an actual interesting story and good performances where this just feels, I don't know, the, the stars just did not align for it. And it's
2: just like, this is like every trope of like, the guy who left town and is coming back Mm -hmm. after many years and like, Oh, has a, has a
1: someone he loved that he's coming back to, you know, the Mm -hmm. whole thing. God covering some big mystery. And, you know, like just things that made me roll my eyes. uh, Like, so we already talked about an arachnophobia. Uh, You kind of didn't like the ending where Jeff Daniels like falls through the floor. And I brought up like, they set it up from the beginning because, you know, they had him in the basement trying to fix the ceiling, and then it turns out the wood's all rotten. But the thing is, like, that is setting you up so that at the end of the movie, when he falls through the floor, it, you buy it because they set it up earlier in the movie. Well, yeah. Be, but wow, it's not like... they did. It's not like when he shot the nail up through the floor and realized the wood was rotten, the entire audience went, oh, he's gonna fall through the floor at the end. Like, that's something that could happen. Right. But in this movie it's about giant spiders. The second that in the beginning of the movie, somebody mentioned like, there's methane gas in all those tunnels <laughs> oh, below yeah. the town. Oh, I was yeah. immediately like, well, that's the ending. They're going to go down in the tunnels and ignite the methane gas and that's how they're going to kill all the spiders. Yeah, and it's right. just the entire movie is just waiting for that to happen. And mm-hmm. at the end, when it's like building up to it, like I was just so annoyed. Like we all know what's fucking coming. Just fucking do it. Like stop dragging right. your feet. And it's just, it it wears all of its... uh innocent stupidity on its sleeve yeah. in a way that I just was not on board with. Yeah, it just,
2: like, telegraphs everything.
1: Yeah. The, there was, like, one shot I was,
2: like, bummed. I was like, oh, I wish this was just, like, in a better movie when that giant spider, like, punches a hole in the the mall door mm-hmm. and then all the spiders, like, pour in. I was like, God, I wish I was just, like, watching a good R-rated giant spider horror movie instead yeah. of this. like. You know, like anything, anything that's like a you know siege on the mall with people hiding, like
1: yeah, this movie has a real vibe. Especially, it's like you know you watch a kung fu movie or whatever, and there's a a hero surrounded by a bunch of villains, and if you're not really thinking about it, it it all works. But if you stop and you just like look a couple feet to the left of the main action and you see a random bad guy standing there just like twirling a weapon, Like, and and you suddenly Mm -hmm. feel like, why is everyone just standing around? It looks like phony. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing in this where if you take yourself out of the action for just a second and you like look around at the bigger scene when like that whole mall attack is happening, all of those people are just fighting with and swinging at nothing. And it's so obvious that, like, they just said, all right, everybody, go crazy. And then they added in the spiders later. It's just so phony looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could, like, you could just tell.
2: Yeah. It's the same, like, when the first... Spiders like go after the dudes on the motorcycle on the like the dirt bikes, you know, and it's just like it's like seven straight minutes of just like spiders jumping down the highway and the
1: the hills. I was thinking to myself while that dirt bike scene was happening, like I, I already was not invested in like the tone and everything and it looked really bad. Like, again, like you could tell it's just guys riding dirt bikes and then they inserted the spiders where they, you know, needed to. But I was watching that, thinking to myself, "Man, I feel like giant jumping spiders chasing guys on dirt bikes in the desert is something I should love." Yes, I was watching it, thinking this could be awesome, if it wasn't this mm-hmm. shitty movie from two thousand. That's like I
2: felt like about the you know the the mall part. It's like, yeah, this could be so good. This could instead of just being like bouncy super spiders with like goofy, you know. Angry Bird noise—that's all I could think of. And I was yeah. like, it was the most distracting shit. Like, like giant spiders tearing through like some small town, like downtown Main Street, mm-hmm. could be like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. In the right movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, even uh, they introduce early on those like trapdoor spiders that hunt yes. by like covering themselves and then they pop up out of the ground, grab you, and drag you down. Like that could be truly fucking horrifying oh, yeah. if it was taken seriously. That scene where all the people are running out of the restaurant just as the big action starts to happen, mm-hmm. and everyone's getting dragged down into those holes—like, man, that is just mortally yeah. fucking terrifying if it's yeah. taken seriously. But it, in this movie, it's just like it's a gag, basically. Yeah, that's they they do once. There's like
2: six of them in one spot, and then that's it. Yeah. It's back to more jumping spiders. and
1: like, I think the most effective scene in the movie with a big spider is uh, when the one... Cr- oh, well, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, sure, David Arquette, whatever. Scarlet fucking Johansson is in this oh, movie. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Complete surprise. Yeah, I, I never had any idea. So she was 18 years old when she made this. And I'm a little surprised by the timeline. Can you believe that the year... After Eight Legged Freaks is when she was in Lost in Translation?
2: No. I've never seen that movie.
1: Oh, really? But I would have never guessed she was that young in it either. Hey, Dax, do me a favor. Uh, Write down Lost in Translation on that little list you have over there. All right, very good. But yeah, she did this the year after Ghost World and the year before Lost in Translation. And those are both like great dramatic films and then this in between. But like, I would have thought. I've never seen Ghost World either. Hey, Dex, um,
2: (laughs) do do me a favor. (laughs) Deal. Got it. Way ahead of you.
1: (laughs) So she did Ghost World, which is like a really good movie. uh, And then she did this. And then she did Lost in Translation, which I would have expected was like several more years removed from this film. for sure. But then there's another movie I haven't seen, but I've seen like the poster and I've seen like images from it called, I think it's called (sighs) Perfect Score, I think. It's like a some kind of high school heist movie, and from what I can tell from the pictures and everything I've seen, she plays kind of the Angelina Jolie and hackers character, where she's like the hot, like edgy chick. Uh, She's got like I think dyed hair in it, and um, yeah, that that's just the vibe that I get. It's like her in like a a high school like thriller movie. And that was like two years after lost in translation. It's just, she's bouncing back and forth between like just the stuff you expect, like a, like a Disney channel star to, to get roles in Uh once they leave the Disney channel. And then like, you know, some of the most well-respected, like dramatic films of her career. It's crazy. The perfect score. I think it's called the perfect score.
2: Oh yeah. Chris Evans is in
1: it. (laughs) There you go. Let me write that one down. I'm pretty sure the two of them were also in the was it the Nanny Diaries or something before uh, before they were in uh, the MCU together as well. Oh, that's news to me as well. I'm pretty sure I may have the details wrong on that one, but so yeah. Uh, back to what I was saying before the Scarlett Johansson uh, derail. I think the most effective like spider attack sequence is when uh, they're at the house and she has like just taken a shower and she's like drying off in her bedroom and that spider slowly crawls in the window behind her Mm. and then it like Mm -hmm. attacks her in the room and she starts screaming and after that it's like the spider's just standing there spraying her with web and sticking her to the wall and it's kind of stupid but that couple of, that like 30 seconds where it like sneaks in the room behind her she turns around and there's a spider bigger than her standing behind Mm -hmm. her, that was like a good moment yeah
2: couple little snippets of could have been something good
1: Mm -hmm. in this
2: kind of pointless package of a movie
1: yeah it's just it's extremely formulaic and it just it didn't vibe with me like it's not honestly like the worst movie ever made or anything but it's just it's not what i it's it was just never gonna work for me personally
2: i feel like it could have been worse But also, even more so, so much better.
1: Yeah. And I I can imagine this came out in 2002. I was in high school at the time. Mm -hmm. If I had seen it back then, I don't think it would be like an all-time favorite, but I could see myself having a soft spot for this movie.
2: Yeah. The same as like, you know, uh, it's a little earlier, but like, you know. For the Mimics and the uh, the
1: relics and uh, you or know the I Faculty is a good oh, one yeah. for me where I yeah. know a lot of people hate that movie and have no respect for it but I saw it like oh. right when it came out and uh, I've always loved it you know
2: yeah but well, I mean the Faculty's a great movie so
1: yeah but like would we feel that way if we watched it now for the first time I wonder yeah that's the it's the kind that's of kind thing we Abby yeah, you could say that about every movie exactly <laughs> yeah but um yeah just like Dougie Doug is in the movie and he plays like the conspiracy theorist who has like a radio show that everyone in town listens to. And he believes in aliens and all this stuff. But then when they show up and they're like, no, there's giant spiders attacking the town. He's like, come on, that's ridiculous. All that Mm -hmm. stuff is just, it feels like anybody given this premise would write that scene. And it just, yes, it's just not interesting. Um, I don't know the whole thing. It just feels kind of tedious. Best thing in this movie is the name. (laughs) That's <laughs> waste. Eight-legged freaks. I think it's a great spider movie name. Do you know what the original title of the movie was?
2: You know, actually I feel like I did come across that cuz it's something the kid says in the sh- in the
1: movie, right? Yeah, a Rack Attack, which oh. I think would have been a terrible title for this movie cuz no one would have known what it meant. Yeah. But they decided to change it because in a scene in the movie, David Arquette ad-libbed the phrase eight-legged freaks and then they liked that better. It wasn't something anyone came up with. He just said it in a scene. Oh, that's good.
2: It's better. I do like that. Uh,
1: the director of this movie is a guy named Ellery Elkayem. I think he's from New Zealand. He directed a 13-minute black-and-white FX-driven homage to 50s monster movies about a giant man-eating spider that I guess it played at a festival or something and caught the eye of Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. Of course. Roland Emmerich being the guy who does all the disaster movies. And at the Mm -hmm. time, he had just done uh, the live-action American Godzilla movie, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And Dean Devlin is like his longtime producer. And so they saw it, they liked it, and they basically said, we'll give you $30 million, turn it into a feature-length movie. And that's how Eight-Legged Freaks came about. So it's cool that that guy got a chance. Uh, It seems like something that could have had potential, but then just it's telling that he has directed nothing that anyone's ever oh, heard of since brutal. He's yeah, done like direct. some direct to TV horror movies. I think he did like, I-, I couldn't tell if they were actually related to the original return of the living dead, which does have two lesser sequels, but uh he did two movies called like return of the living dead subtitle and return of the living dead subtitle, something else like for TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like this was his one shot, and I mean, the movie made money. I mean, forty-five million return on a thirty million dollar budget after like uh, advertising and everything probably isn't much, so it was probably viewed as a failure. But I mean, it could have been worse.
2: Yeah, it's not exactly a flop. So
1: yeah, cast in the movie aside from David Arquette, uh, I didn't really know Carrie Wurr, who plays the female I, lead.
2: I know she's in a, um Anaconda. Mm-hmm. I remembered her from that. Like, I remembered her face and looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's in Anaconda. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, That
2: might be one or two other things I feel like I've seen her in.
1: Yeah, I've seen Anaconda. It's been a long time. But uh, she's also in King of the Ants, which is a Stuart Gordon movie, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, She's in the seventh Hellraiser film and the fourth and fifth Prophecy films. And speaking of Sharknado, she's also in Sharknado 2, the second one. Oh, boy. And she was on 49 episodes of Sliders. Oh, the little boy in the movie. Uh, the one other thing of note that he did is he played young Matt Murdock in the flashbacks in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Oh, like when he gets splashed in the face with the uh, <laughs> the toxic uh-huh. waste.
2: All right, all right.
1: And so earlier in the show, I was talking about some kind of that guy actors that we don't necessarily know their names, but they've been in a billion things that belong on our repeat offenders list now. We have a couple more. Rick Overton, who plays the deputy, like the kind of bumbling sidekick to the female sheriff. He was in Blind Fury and the Rocketeer, so he's now been in three Triple Threat movies. Nice. And uh, Leon Rippy, who played the the asshole mayor, Wade. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a that-guy actor. Yeah. In addition to stuff like Young Guns 2 and Stargate, He's also been in Maximum Overdrive and Universal Soldier, both of which we've talked about. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like we've watched enough movies that all of a sudden we're going to be running into, like, yeah. the same people constantly now. <laughs> he was, like, the head scientist
2: in Universal Soldier, wasn't he? Uh,
1: I think you might be right. And then randomly at the very end of the movie when uh, Dougie Doug shows up with the police, mm-hmm. that, like, one very, like, excitable police officer when they're, like... Uh, uh, there's uh, cocoons and he's like, oh, there's cocoons and he like runs mm-hmm. off towards the cave. Mm-hmm. That is an actor, like a that guy actor named Tom Noonan, who I always recognized because he was one of the main cast members on Mister Show, which I was a big ah, fan of. Your favorite, yeah. So, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot else to say about this one. It's
2: let's let, let's not.
1: Yeah, it was just kind of what I always expected, and still somehow a disappointment. <sighs> Oh,
2: I nailed it right there.
1: Let's talk some,
2: <laughs> let's talk some posties.
1: All right. Uh, I think the review of the posters is going to pretty much go the same way as the review for the movies. Yeah. Arachnophobia. That's iconic. Yeah, it's a gorgeous piece of art, too. I mean, it is, a, it is
2: an excellent poster.
1: It has that, like, 80s Amblin vibe as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a given because it's a shot of something in front of the moon, just like E.T. Yeah. But, but just,
2: like, the, the framing, the colors, the the concept of it, it's yeah. perfect.
1: the small town with this, like, big, beautiful night sky rimmed by some silhouetted trees and a single little spider hanging in mm-hmm. front of the moon.
2: And that title, you don't need a tagline, it's like, you could just tell.
1: Yeah, the tagline is kind of lame. It is. Eight legs, two fangs, and an attitude. <laughs> it also fits with me saying that, that uh, the vindictive spider, so... <laughs> Fine. In that case, I love the tagline.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, this it's it's just a beautiful piece of artwork. It really is. It's just
2: like limited color palette. It's simple. But it's, it's a painting. Like... It's just yeah.
1: There's no need to have like a spider leaping at you or anything. It's no. it's great. Yeah. Spiders. I mean, this I've never had a theatrical release, so this is just like a shitty box cover.
2: It's terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The future
2: of the human race hangs by a thread. I mean, it's certainly one of the worst,
1: (laughs) without a doubt, one of
2: the worst movies and posters.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that the entire title is in caps lock, like capital letters, but they decided to put Uh, that dot above the capital I anyway? I always notice that
2: in things, and it always bothers me. What the fuck is the point of that? I don't know. It's supposed to be like because Black Widows have that on their back, but this has nothing to do with that. I don't know. Mm, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch, but it's the only thing I could, could possibly think of.
1: Yeah, it's just like a bunch of people cocooned, hanging, and then some spider legs in the corner. Like for this kind of movie, like this quality of movie, just give us a fucking spider leaping. Like it's it should be yeah. what the eight legged freaks poster is honestly. Right. Like the movie, it's low effort. Yeah. And uh, Eight-Legged Freaks, I mean, this... I I can't really tell exactly what the Spider's poster is. Like, is that a painting? I think it is. I think it is, yeah. And you know it's not in the movie. I mean that that shot is not in the movie
2: at all. So no,
1: no. But and it's um, not
2: a photo. It looks like a like job. I
1: couldn't tell if it was like a Photoshop job or if it's an actual painting.
2: Uh, I think it's a painting. When I look at like that spider down in the corner and like, yeah. the grate along the bottom, that just looks like painting.
1: Like from that point of view, you know, it's not a great layout or anything, but at least it's a competently done illustration of mm-hmm. of something that's not great. <laughs> But Eight-Legged Freaks is just your classic fucking Hollywood Photoshop job. And it was really like, you gotta have David Arquette's kind of horribly cropped head. <sighs> yeah, just down in the fucking corner. Like, what's he looking like, at? <laughs> yeah, like, what's he looking at? Is that Scarlett
2: Johansson? I don't
1: think so. I th- I think it's supposed to be the sheriff, isn't it? I honestly can't tell. It It is not Scarlett, whether or not it's meant to be her. Let the squashing begin. I mean, it's just. It's garbage. I all I can say is that this movie, taken into account what it is and what it's like, that I'm okay with that tagline for this movie. I don't like the whole package, I'm not into a movie with that tagline, but that tagline fits this movie. <laughs> if that makes any sense,
2: I mean, I guess, yeah,
1: yeah, like the movie's called Eight Legged Freaks. Like, yeah, okay, let's, just, us, let's squash and yeah. begin. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is brutal.
1: That... Yeah, just the blur effect on the giant spider and everything. It's
2: the David Arquette. Hit, it's just it's, it <laughs> makes so little sense. <laughs>
1: it's terrible, absolutely terrible.
2: I'd love to know what he thinks. <clears throat> he has to acknowledge it's terrible. He's
1: probably just happy that he had a job. I mean, no yeah, offense there's... to David Arquette, but he's he's not up to a whole lot these days. <laughs> no offense to David Arquette, but here comes the offense. <laughs> I mean, no offense. It's a fact. He's not up to a lot these days. I'm not like, no offense to David no, Arquette, but he sucks ass. Like, <laughs> like, no offense to you, Dax, but you haven't been in a movie recently. Like, it's the same That's thing. No, no offense to
2: you, you broke ass. <laughs> <Arquette>. Oh, <laughs> man. That just doesn't make any sense to put that, po- that poster.
1: Yeah. Head scratcher. Arachnophobia gets five. I mean, five dead birds killed by spiders oh, in midair, which was a great scene, so, by mm-hmm, the way. Mm-hmm. Spiders, oh, there's
2: nothing redeeming about this poster.
1: Again, it's like take away the fact that it's for this movie. Like, just show me this original painting. It's like an okay painting. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's really enough to give it more than one fucking. Spider leg, I guess.
2: (laughs) Spider leg out the mouth. Okay.
1: A-legged freaks is 100%. One giant fucking tarantula in the entire movie. (laughs) Man.
2: Talk about running the gamut on
1: movie quality
2: and poster quality. Yeah. Two complete ends of the spectrum.
1: How much room is there in killer spider film like the killer spider film genre for greatness? Like I feel like probably not a lot and arachnophobia takes takes all the space. Yeah. It takes yeah. the cake.
2: I mean pretty much.
0: <sighs>
1: I mean my uh, the next best killer spider movie that's not really spiders would probably have to be Starship Troopers. <laughs> it's True. The big arachnid aliens. That's, I'd love that's that. True. Love I mean, the design of those things.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you.
1: But they only have four legs, so doesn't count.
2: Oh shit. He's right.
1: So I don't think it's too hard to imagine where I'm going to land here. Uh, Arachnophobia is a perfect movie. I've said it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I can't unsay it, nor do I want to. Uh, that's, that's my buy, absolutely, 100%. I would really, like the Blu-ray copy that I have, it is just like the generic release. It has like two very short featurettes that are like promotional materials from back when the movie came out, so they look like dog shit, and they're uh-huh. like very brief. Mm-hmm. I would love if they could like sit down Steven Spielberg for an interview about producing totally. this movie. Do like a nice, I feel like this movie deserves like a nice special edition from it does, you yeah. know, whoever put it out. Like Disney, this would I be, guess. This would be a great like uh, director
2: commentary. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. So, like all that went into pulling off
1: basically every scene almost. Mm hmm. But, yeah, it would be great to get, like, you know, interviews with some of the, like, you know, some of the smaller time cast members who are maybe still around. Um, you know who I really liked, we didn't really mention, was uh, the assistant of the spider specialist. The, like, mm. kind of younger dude with the glasses. Oh, yeah. He yeah. he was good. I liked him.
2: Yeah, I did, too. And it kind of, at first, I thought that he was going to be played like a bumbling idiot that, like, didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And, like, the professor just sent him there as, like, a... To get this guy off my back But mm-hmm. it was it quickly like n- Turned around and like knowing what he was doing I did like that too
1: Yeah that whole scene where they're like Sneaking around the house looking for the dead spider That was like a great yeah. scene with him Totally But yeah arachnophobia uh, 100% bye This really comes down to the lesser of two evils And uh, I mean I, I guess I have to say Eight legged freaks is my borrow And spiders is my burn like Hmm. Spiders is terrible It's I I already said earlier That I can imagine Like I wouldn't necessarily Begrudge somebody Enjoying eight-legged freaks It's just It ain't for me By any means Yeah So uh, Spiders gets Launched into the sun On Mm -hmm. the next uh, Oh totally The next NASA shuttle Right out of hopefully the when, Hopefully when it gets hit by a,
2: a comet or whatever happens in this movie, it goes the opposite direction into the sun.
1: Did they say that the reason the, the, the shuttle crashed was because it got hit by a solar flare? Didn't they say Some, that?
2: It, it got hit by something. I don't remember if
1: it was a asteroids or what. I wonder I if it, it was, was supposed th- to be like the alien DNA combined with a solar flare. It doesn't really fucking matter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. That's when you know you're just like, uh, what?
2: Don't, don't bother. Yeah. It just doesn't matter.
1: I'm sorry for attempting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they barely tried so no, it's yeah. like we're 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 not gonna an go. attempt was not made mm-hmm.
2: uh, clearly spiders burn it burn every copy of it really yeah. and keep like one instagram post about the <laughs> nice greg at effects. effect <laughs> but yeah keep anyone listening go take a look you can find the clip probably anywhere just that's all you'll need yeah don't subject yourself to this utter turd. <laughs> I mean, a worthless movie. Um, same reasons, like, yeah, in a different time, you know, maybe could like eight of Freaks a little more. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Kinda of I feel like even like you kind of nail it just saying like you wouldn't begrudge someone for finding it entertaining. Yeah. But like probably just like the kind of people we are. Like I said, like I want the R rated horror version of this movie way more than what this is. hmm So by proxy it's a borrow, you know. But nothing no like real redeeming qualities. And then really the other end of the spectrum. I mean arachnophobia is movie magic. There's no uh no two ways around it. I mean it's just a there's a different level of movie making. Maybe it's Amblin or whatever, but um for the time frame, everything. Again, it's like, you know, I talked about th- the ending and not like feeling super strong about bits of it but it's almost like up until that point the movie is so so good it's like it it doesn't take anything away from me it doesn't ruin it by any means it's just i'm like so in this movie clearly is a five-star movie Mm -hmm. i mean it's just yeah you can say
1: it yeah it's perfect
2: (laughs) well I love that it's Millsy's perfect movie. I do. <laughs> that that brings me joy when a thing I just did not know it was <laughs> it was one of your perfect movies. Like I, I do enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I could have done less Man versus Single Spider, but again, it's a great fucking movie. I mean, I I feel like a lot of people maybe our age have probably seen this. Yeah. Um if I had to guess, like most of like our people have seen this movie and would probably say the same. Been
1: for all the reasons. Yeah, I feel like it's a movie that people like, but that doesn't somehow just never got that stigma of being like a classic or a great film. It's like it's a solid movie that I think everybody probably enjoys, but no one is like. Like I said earlier, you know, over the years, somebody says like, "What are your favorite movies?" and Arachnophobia never came to mind for yeah. me, and I wonder if it will now because I'm on such a high with it. But
0: yeah,
2: I know it's funny the way you mentioned. Like, again, it's like the whole comic back covers of comics connections for me like in my head it'll be one of those movies that always like was super popular because i saw it all the time <laughs> yeah in that ad but uh i mean the 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 best uh, compliment you can bestow is like you said like this needs like a super special edition blu-ray because i yeah. buy two. too
1: so. you know <laughs> you just mentioning the comic book back cover again just gave me an idea <laughs> oh We should do an episode where we go to a comic book convention and we find a dollar bin and we just pull out comics and look at the back covers and the first three movies we see advertised, that's an episode of Triple Threat (sighs) Theater. sold. (laughs) Sold. And Orca will probably be one of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I
2: can only hope so.
1: So, yeah. Us agreeing, that's pretty easy. Yeah.
2: Now the big business. How many uh episodes we got there, Millie? Uh two
1: hundred and thirty seven possible themes. That number just never seems to shrink. Thirty seven. There we go. Sixty two. Always with the low numbers keeps us guessing. All right. Oh. <laughs> Theme for next episode is putting the J in Horror. Here we go.
2: Here we go indeed. Uh geez, have I seen any
1: of these? I have not.
2: I have not either. I was thinking the first one maybe, but no,
1: I have not. Yeah, I never I never did see any of these myself. I've always been curious.
2: (laughs) Okay. We don't get a ton of these that we neither of us have seen any of them, so that's exciting.
1: No, yeah. That's a good point.
2: All right, all right.
1: Cool. I can dig it. Well, Mills,
2: till next time. I'm Joe
1: Daxberger.